Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Firefox News Online, live on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Broadcasting Network. I'm George Sinzer, and uh, as always, I'm glad to have you along for the ride, and I will have talking points for you in a sec. Just got to transfer the recorded talking points from where they are to the clip computer. So let's see if we can't get that accomplished real quick here. And hopefully we can. What in the world? That's not the correct folder. Something went horribly wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Come on. Where the hell did the folder go now? 
Oh, never fails. Always something. Wait a minute. Where's my... Uh... <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, bear with me while I try to track down the, fol- the, the damn folder that has Oh, of course. Somehow it got put into that folder. Uh, Oh, this is just not my night here. There we go. What in the... My mouse just screwed up, so I I don't know if I moved the folder or not. Wow, what a way to start the night. Thursday night fuck-ups. <sighs> just once, I'd like to have things go my way. All right. All right, here goes nothing. As soon as I get the... uh... That's much better. Ah, jeez, man, come on. You know, one of these nights I'm going to learn to be more careful if I'm in such a hurry to get this done... Here's the talking points, folks. And now, America, it is time for talking points. The views and opinions expressed in talking points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight, my talking points, recorded at approximately 10.48 p.m. Eastern Time, was witness to something most disgusting and vile. There are people outside of the arena where President Trump just concluded his uh, rally in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, of course, they've gone to the extreme of burning MAGA hats, throwing things at police. I mean, there are literally thousands of people outside this arena where some 19 to 20,000 people are gathered. The very problem is that these tensions are escalating exponentially. And what really bothers me about this is the fact that these tensions wouldn't be the way they are had it not been for this nonsense, this bullshit coming from Congress. And of course, the left-leaning mainstream media siding with Congress, 
being their propaganda tool is not helping matters at all. Now, the Target Center Arena, where President Trump, as I said, concluded just moments ago his rally, thousands of people gathered, many of them wearing masks, many of them wearing whatever they could get their hands on to cover their faces, is rioting damn near outside the arena where President Trump did his rally. Now, the safety of the people inside that arena is what concerns me most. What's going to happen when those 19 or 20,000 people start filing out of the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota? What's going to happen? Now, I'm monitoring this very closely. I'm watching this, and I'm sorry. I, I don't see this ending well. Um, my sincere hope is that the police will do their job. I'm hoping that the mayor of Minneapolis didn't give a stand-down order, though I'm not seeing any police standing down. So that's one thing I'm, I'm glad hasn't happened, but it could. We've seen it happen before. And I think the stark reality is starting to set in. People are fed up with this nonsense. But those who are being troublemakers right now outside the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, are definitely the kind of left-wing looney tunes that one could expect at rallies such as this. I have witnessed only a few protests in my life firsthand. Thankfully, they were small. Thankfully, they were peaceful. Thankfully, they were not anti-Trump. Of course, those protests were long, long before President Trump ever even considered running. Now, I think it's safe to say that seeing this chaotic scene outside the Trump rally in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I can't imagine people being so blindly led by the nose to do something this stupid, this ridiculous, this insane, this totally fucked up in plain English. President Trump has done everything to date that he promised to do. A couple of items, not so much, like putting Hillary behind bars. And, of course, when you talk about his accomplishments, these are accomplishments that the Congress, Democrats in Congress, that is, and the Senate Democrats refuse to acknowledge. They would rather, they would rather attack President Trump at every turn. Right now, I'm watching uh, Fox News Channel because they're showing live coverage, live feed uh, from Minneapolis. There are There is a line of people uh, everywhere. There's police everywhere. I'm glad to see that. 
There is one man, no shirt on his back, with a shirt with his shirt wrapped around his face. And unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this guy's face was seen on camera already. So it uh, doesn't really matter what he does at this point. Now, this uh, situation uh, is going to become volatile once those uh, people that attended the rally come outside the building. America, I cannot express my sincere disgust any harder than I've already done. But these protesters, these anti-Trumpers, are unruly, they are erratic, they are doing the bidding of the Democrats, and it is vile. It is disgusting. And what bothers me is that reporters on the scene have also been attacked. People reporting the story have been attacked. Their cameras have been blocked. People disrupting news feeds just blatantly getting in the way. Imagine what's going to happen when those 19 or 20,000 people in the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, leave to go home. Many of them wearing Trump shirts, Trump hats, you name it, they're in there. And carrying Trump-Pence signs. This is going to be a very, very serious situation. And it's unfolding even as I speak. I'm going to have more on this. I'm going to try to have more on this as the night wears on. So stay tuned to Firefox News Online for more on this breaking story and breaking news event. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the world on the following dot coms. Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Spreely. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live, large, and in charge from our studios here in the Hudson Valley in New York State. Not that I'm proud of saying it's in New York State, but, eh, well, what are you going to do? All right. Um... I'm not at the studio desk at the moment, but I do want to point out that we will be talking about this rally, and at least in the in the respects of what is uh, what has happened and is currently happening, even as we speak. Okay, so. I want you all to just bear that, bear this in mind because uh, I stepped over to the studio kitchen for, I'm going to need to clean my coffee mug. Huh. Forgot to do that, of course. Uh, we will, of course, be uh, talking about this and a lot more tonight, including and not limited to some 
rather curious news that has come across the way, and how Joe Biden yes, I'm talking Joe Biden here, knew the whistleblower. That's right, the first whistleblower has had contact with Joe Biden in the past. Ain't that a trip? Ain't that a hit in the fucking head? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I don't know. Everything the Democrats have tried is blown up in their faces, folks. And it, it's kind of a sad state of affairs when you when you have the uh, vi- the then alleged vice president of the United States, Joe Biden, meeting with what appears to be a now known whistleblower. Okay, now think about this for a minute. If he met with him, and he's currently running for the nomination to become president of the United States with the Democrats. Um, Gee, I wonder what this could mean for 2020. And how many of the other candidates could have had contact with this so-called whistleblower? But I want to get to the breaking news of the evening uh, that I alluded to in my talking points because I was recording my talking points as the rally concluded. Okay? There are literally thousands of people outside the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota right now. Police are there in mass. They've had cups thrown at them. They've had all kinds of debris thrown at them. And... Well, guess what? They're just standing there like statues. So, there are 19 or 20,000 people. I believe they're start, they are starting to file out of the, uh, the arena. God help anyone walking out of that arena being confronted by thousands of anti-Trump protesters. These people have been already tonight burning MAGA hats. Okay? They've been burning MAGA hats. Scaring the, a scary and very volatile situation unfolding in Minneapolis, Minnesota at this, at, at this hour. Um, I will get to as many of you on the phone lines as we can as we can bring in hopefully a lot will a lot of people will call in no trolls please trolls need not apply so as i get my keurig ready to rock and dry my fingers here yes you heard me washing my coffee mug, so I do apologize for that. Uh, kind of forgot about it. 
happening tonight as we speak. Um, get the coffee brewed. Oh, my goodness. Iggy Mom, how you doing, hon? Couldn't get sound. Oh, that's not fair. Well, I'm going to turn my my microphone off for just a second while I put it back in the holder. There. Now we're cooking with gas. Now we're back where we, we need to be. I see Billy's joined us in the chat room along with Gunslinger. 347-945-5747. Again, 347-945-5747. And isn't this lovely? I have a message from Blog Talk Radio. The Skype integration for hosts is currently under maintenance. Please connect to the host line with Direct Connect or by phone. Well, I called in using my Skype line, like I always do. Hopefully it's working. Let's find out. Because Gunslinger is on the line with me right now. Gun, how you doing? Gun? It would help if I unmute my fucking microphone, wouldn't it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he pulled a sensor. Yeah, I pulled a sensor on that one, no doubt. Well, while I was talking and nobody heard me, I said I'm wet. It's fucking raining. It's supposed to be a cold front. It's supposed to be 45 in the morning. Just to start. And it was 91 oh, today. Oh, my goodness. All right, hold, hold on, Gun. Uh, hold that thought, Gunslinger. Hold that thought. I got to switch the... The sound protocols on the uh, Mixler app. I had to turn on. I turned on my headphones. Okay, now they'll be able to hear you. Uh, well, like I said, it was. It's wet. It's raining. It's uh, cold fronts blowing in. It's supposed to be 45 fucking degrees tonight. I got to break out my fucking blankets and my heater. Hmm. Let's see what else. <laughs> oh, you got some uh, now, storm. Now. Gunslinger, wait a minute. 45 degrees, and you're going to break out the heater and the blankets. Damn right. 45 is cold in Texas, okay? That's blanket time. Actually, electric Ooh. blanket time. <laughs> but, 45 uh, degrees know. and electric blanket heaters. I, oh, my Lord. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, I've, I, I, I have survived in New York winters. New York winters from when I was a kid meant three and four feet of fucking snow, temperatures in, in, in upwards of five below zero at times. And it also meant that I had to endure staying home from school, of course, which wasn't a bad thing. I mean, I was a kid at the time, and I loved staying home from school. It meant I didn't have to see that, that, that ornery teacher's mug. Or listen to the to the, the other students bitching about their math assignments or their reading assignments and all that shit. And worst of all, having, having to hear the principal mouth his usual platitudes on the PA system. Yep. 
But well, you know, I, I, worry I, I survived a lot of cold winters. Well, you're in Iceland. No wonder. <laughs> Texas is a long <laughs> way. I don't know if you've got uh, – not, but, but on the serious side here, I don't know if you've got the uh, latest on what's going on out in California. I'm supposed to put a, put a link in the chat room there. This is uh, that Warren Brown uh, pilot guy that I t- uh, keep up with on YouTube. It's about 17 yeah. minutes long. His, he's out of he's out of power completely. His his wife had to drive 60 miles to get five gallons of gas. 60 miles. Everything is out oh, of food. Man. The grocery stores are giving away the fucking food because they have no generators. Generator sales are they sold out within I think he said six hours. Play it right there, man. This Holy is, shit! Bullshit. This is bullshit, though. Airports out of a, uh, aviation fuel, okay? They won't get any until tomorrow. I mean, this shit's getting bad. And it's still out as we speak. Well, we can thank uh, they can thank their their power company for doing this shit. Well, yeah. That, they did say they were going to start shutting down, and they did even more shutdowns. Yeah, I think it's up to 2 million people now affected by it. And now it's going to take them at least another 24 to 48 hours to helicopter fly all these lines, which I think is something like 50,000 miles of transmission lines. Do you know how long it would take to fly 50,000 miles of transmission lines in the dark? Them fucking people are goddamn crazy, man. Ay, 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 ay. I know. I'm an electrician. I know what it takes to, you know, to bring all that shit up and make sure that everything's. But can you imagine that? Even with spotlights on them helicopters and shit, it's going to take at least another, at least another 36 hours minimum before the power's back on. Yeah. Didn't Ron Reck at one time or another say that he used to work on tra- on on feeder lines and transmission lines or some shit? Ron, yeah, he said he used to be a lineman. Then I really wish Ron were here right now because he could speak of the he, devil. He has, speak of the devil. He's in the Look chat the... room. Ron, call in, please. This thing with California is hitting is is a really stupid. And I think you, with your expertise and having been a lineman, that might be of value here. I mean, yes, uh, Gunslinger's a, a master electrician, but Gun, you weren't a lineman, were, were you? No, I never did work on the line, but I understand, okay, because being a master electrician, everything it works all the same, okay? I just never got into that phase of electrical work. I just stayed with residential commercial. But, yeah, but I, I've talked to linemen. I, I know the linemen that done it. Hell, yeah. Whew. It's a, it's an exciting job. Well paid, but well dangerous, too. Yeah, but those guys get hazard. I believe they, and maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I'm just guessing here that they get hazard pay of some kind, dealing with that, you know, being that high up in the air and all that shit. Uh, well, certainly, it, uh, I, yeah, that's a comfortable living. Uh, uh, if you go on YouTube, you'll see exactly what I guess Ron did. I don't know, uh, hanging from a fucking helicopter, just you know, twelve inches from a. A live 500,000 volt power line. Eh, ooh. Yeah, you'd have to pay me damn good to do that. Fucking damn good. Excuse me. 
Yeah, but they their their claim and and to re, to refresh everyone's memory, um, California's uh, Southern California Electric, uh, Southern California Edison or whatever they call their fucking thing. PG&E or whatever the fuck is putting out has put out uh, uh, on their website and, and, and of course in in press releases that they're going to be shutting down power in sometimes in upwards of days uh, to minimize the chance the possibility of wildfires. This is their excuse. Well, they have other excuses in, that rolled in with it, but. To put people on, you know, on a situation without electricity, to, to literally put someone's life at risk because you want to try and mitigate, you know, minimize the, the, the chance of wildfires. Okay. First of all, Ron is a, Ron's a fireman. I've been involved with the fire department for 37, almost 38 years. Okay. It comes down to this. <clears throat> well, you know, I, I, that that may very well be, Iggy Mom says in the chat room, it's to punish those who sued them for a previous screw-up on their part. Now, that may very well be, but still to, uh, to, to turn the power off at all, and, and in upwards of days at a time, uh, sorry, that's that that that's that's ridiculous. If 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 their excuses are legi- are actually legitimate, which I you know I'm, I can't say whether they are or not, and I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but let's let's err on the side of caution and say that they're 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 they are being sincere in shutting down for these reasons. It's still not good enough. It's still not good enough. And take a look at the ah Ron's on the line great okay uh, folks uh, from Crazy Nation Radio on Mixler.com I've got Ron Reck uh, joining the joining the conversation and by the way Ron is uh, was a lineman he knows he knows the ins and outs of, of that aspect uh, better than anybody I I would imagine uh, but at the same time too he also was here the night that uh, a couple of, uh, it was a couple of nights ago when I brought this story up in the first place. Uh, now it's expanded even more, and based on what Gunslinger pointed out, uh, hey, you know what, Ron, I, I got to ask you, are, they're 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 saying that they're 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 flying that what fifty thousand feet of cable I think you said um, fifty thousand miles fifty thousand fifty thousand miles. Of cable, you know, of electrical cable, uh, and it's like the dead. Of, it's dark as hell outside. I hope those helicopter pilots are are damn good at what they do. Otherwise, uh, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be trouble. But uh, give us a, if you could, uh, enlighten us as to the um, the risks to the to the people that are that are laying this line out. And of course, you know, with, with with the chopper pilots, they're they're also flying this stuff around. Okay, can you hear me now? Uh yes, we can hear you now. 
I'm clear. Okay. First off, that's bullshit. Okay. They're doing this for the Democratic Party to cause an uprising. You don't shut a grid off like this ever. In reality, okay, you don't. Now, George, I know you're probably say I'm saying conspiracy theory, but no, this is reality. They should never have done this. There is no actual reason or explanation of why they're doing this. Eight hundred thousand people in the state of California are without power right now. Two million, Ron. Two million. It's up since. Is it two million? Is that the new number? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, that's what I heard it was 8,000. 8, so why would you do that? Why in the fuck would you do it in the first place? You want thin the herd? Is that what they're doing? You know? Because that seems to be what the fuck they're doing, doesn't it? It seems like they're doing. They're going to kill off a lot of people. Yeah, this don't make no sense. We we saw oh, a story well. the other night. I, I said it was not, didn't make no sense. And it was okay, Ron, beyond uh, the realm of reality. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, John. Ron, yeah, let me ask you a question. Since you were a lineman, and I never was. I'm an actual electrician, but I never mm-hmm. was a lineman. Yep. Okay, their excuse is yep. when these winds get up, the big the, the big transmission lines, you know, they're, 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 uh, they don't have any insulation on them. They're just bare wires up there. Okay, I know that. Okay. Right. They're figuring right. when that thing pops together, okay, say a 500K line, that's 500,000 volt line. The sparks right. flying off of that that phase to phase electricity going, you know, phase to phase. That's what they're concerned with with sparking tree line or whatever. Okay. Or well, no, no, or, uh, no. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, honestly, I've seen it. No, I no, no, no. There ain't enough there for that. There's ain't enough there for that. It's not because you yeah, remember these are, these are free span strings. Okay. Free span strings. They yeah. have no neutral contact. They're like fucking 60 to 80 feet in the fucking air. You follow me on that? Yeah, I see. Yep. With insulators. What about, okay. What about the distance? What about the distance between the phases? We, I know there's no neutral, but what about the distance? It don't matter. Between... It don't matter. They can be miles apart. It doesn't matter. Hmm. It don't matter at all. It depends on the top. The top connection to the ground. What the, what you got in the air compared to making contact to a ground, right? right? You get that? It's, yeah, that's the fundamental that, electricity. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Even though that is higher voltage, I mean it's massive fucking voltage. I mean yeah. it will cook you okay. if you make contact with the ground and touch this line. You are fucking roasted. Vapor, I mean, uh, you hear me? Well, yeah, you're vapor, yeah, you poop like fucking powder. Yeah, that's what happens to you. But I mean, is there enough but, is, is there enough distance between the phases for the for them to actually touch in a high wind situation? Not likely. No, it's it's all set up. It's set up to not let that happen anyway. You know what I mean? You're talking about twenty feet apart. Right. On average, twenty feet apart. No, they're using this for a fucking excuse. They're using some fucking diabolical fucked up excuse. This don't make any sense at all, guys. I'm sorry. No, there's no, there's no explanation to the reality of what the fuck they're doing, except for killing people. And they're going to kill a lot of people. There's going to be anarchy. Well, this is you want to say conspiracy? Well, Ron, theory? you remember what I this said? This is the reality. Ron, what's going to happen? 
Ron, you remember what I said uh, a couple of nights ago when I first brought the story up? Uh, look at what's going to happen. You're going to have, okay, first of all, the, seniors, the senior citizens and the disabled that live in high-rise structures, okay? You shut down the power in, the, in buildings like that, unless they've got a backup generator, they're fucked because people on, you know, that, that have to depend on oxygen you know, and all that shit, right. they're going to be, they're up the creek without a paddle. Well, how, are, how, are, how are George, ambulances going to get... Okay, uh, I get that, but what it I'm, won't I'm, matter. I'll shut up. What man? Go ahead. I'm listening, George. I'm sorry, I got a little background noise. I can't help but uh, people in my house. No, 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 no. That's Go ahead, that, listen. the background noise is not the problem. Trust me. Uh, okay, what's the whole problem, thing, bro? Is, interruptions. I'm, well, I'm not. I can get you. I'm not interrupting you. What the fuck? Okay. Now, the concept of reality is what's hitting us right now, motherfucker. I mean, that's what's happening. The concept of reality sucks, don't it? I told you. The class is coming. Well, what do you think they're doing this shit for? They ain't doing it for the fucking fun of it. Trust me. These parties have control. The Democratic Party has controlled them. They're the big corporate owners, so they do what they want to you when they want to do it. So, well, welcome listen, to the thrill. Listen to this. This, this is costing. They said I just. In fact, this guy that on that on that video that I just popped up there, it's costing them. And it's not even been forty-eight hours yet. A full two days. It's already costed them two billion dollars. Okay. For their skin. It ain't nothing. Two billion. Billion. That ain't well, dick to the people. It, 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 that ain't dick to them. No, but let me My finish. brother, that ain't dick to them. That ain't know, nothing to these motherfuckers. But let me finish. What if this happens again, say, Tuesday, next Tuesday? Is it going to cost them another 2 to $4 billion? Okay. And well, think this- about it. If it costs them that kind of money, then they're going to charge you that money to make up the difference, ain't they? Oh, they're gonna charge somebody. You, yeah. you cash paying people. Yeah, fucking right there, they're gonna jack up their price and make you pay for their fuck up. Yeah, yeah. The time, ain't that sweet? At the time that all these grocery stores are now, their their food is thawing. It shows on the video. It said uh, they're having to give the food away. Okay, the before it spoils because there's no refrigeration. No Who power gives a fuck? They don't. Power companies don't care. They don't give a fuck. But the I'm power saying, company don't care. I'm just saying that they're but having. No, to it's dip- a problem. Because they, they, because they don't have no backup generators, no fuels being pumped. Uh-huh. Gas stations are not uh-huh. pumped. The gas stations, okay. I'm telling you, this uh, man, the Civil War may start in California. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Look, 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 yeah, because they're killing the cost effectiveness. Yeah. They're that's choking not- them out fastly, quickly, quick, man. That's what's happening, you know. All this conspiracy shit everybody's thinking about, well, it's coming to reality, motherfuckers. <laughs> Here if you they, go. Watch. If they use an excuse like that, I mean, how are you going to stop, say, lightning? How are you going to stop somebody that flicks a cigarette out their window, okay, and it starts all that shit out there? How are you going to prevent that? I mean, you can't. It's a risk that you run. I mean, it's unfortunate, but two million people in what the dark? It, 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 but begun, it has happened all this time 
and all of a sudden it becomes a, 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 be a fucking subject, so we had to shut the power off to stop it. Uh, no, that's no. bullshit. You know it just as well as yeah, I do, man. Yeah, it's no, bullshit. No. Seriously. There's shit going down. These motherfuckers, I'm telling you, man. We're, I, you know, look, we have been told many times, you know, we talk about conspiracy theories. No, this ain't a conspiracy theory. This is what they're doing. They have lost control. The Democratic Party has completely fucking lost their shit. They fucked up. They can't impeach fucking Trump. They tried. He set them up. He set them fuckers up. They took the fucking hook and fucking swallowed it. They did to show the fact that they are not legitimate. That's what the fuck happened. Now, this shit with this power company shit, this is another last-ditch effort to try to blame some bullshit on Trump. And it ain't going to happen. They might as well hang it the fuck up, period. Anyway, that's my opinion, so there you go. Okay. Now that we're out of that topic, I want to go back to the to the top this topic I, that I started with regarding the Minneapolis Minnesota rally that Donald Trump concluded just about an hour ago. Okay, there are people in Minneapolis. Okay, thousands of people. That, were, that are outside of the Target Center in Minneapolis, all of them anti-Trump, attacking police, and we have yet to find out what happened with all these protesters when they confronted all those 19 to 20,000 people in the arena as they were exiting. And I'm trying to track that information down even as we speak. So, I'm wondering if this, if this whole insanity of what's taking place in in Minnesota right now uh, is just a is just a sample of 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 the of the kind of antifa style protesting because this is this the people there were wearing wearing shirts over their faces to to hide their identity masks carrying the signs doing all the same things that antifa's done So now we're seeing Trump, a Trump rally. These people are going. I I I don't know what's happened with them because I'm not. They're not talking about it now. And if they were talking about it, I missed it during the course of doing my own broadcast. So, the, the 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 harsh reality is that. There are people out there, and there's going to—I have a feeling there's going to be blood in the streets, unless the police actually do something to stop it before it get, before it escalates any further. Um, 
hopefully, now Iggy Mom says that uh, says supposedly Oath Keepers and other groups were going to walk rally uh, folks to their cars. Uh, I certainly hope that's the case. I really do hope that's the case because right now uh, it is. Uh, I'm guessing here it's a, it's I believe it's 10:50 p.m. If Minneapolis is an hour if, if if Minneapolis is say an hour behind us, Iggy. So uh, we're looking at you know a lot of people that, that they're going to be escorting one vehicle that I caught just seconds before I went on the air. A white SUV was being surrounded by protesters. They were it was literally surrounded by protesters. The police it looked like the police were having a difficult time trying to protect that one vehicle. So right now there's I, I and that was just about an hour ago when I saw that. So Let's face the reality here. You know, these these Democrats are desperate. They've gone beyond desperate, and these protesters are nothing more than than the 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 uh, Democrats' uh, militant arm, for lack of a better way of putting it. Now. Ron, I, I think I think it's safe to say that if Trump is going to make it to 2020, as far as uh, you know, politically, it's going to take an extraordinary lot to get him there, because the Democrats are doing all they can to destroy him both both politically and personally uh, yeah about 10:30 quarter to uh, 11 our time Miggy uh, now, Iggy Mom says in the chat room, the terror group CARE, and that's what they are, a terror group, is there, is there in Minneapolis as well, uh, with Antifa First Amendment Democrat Army. Okay. Um... see if there's anything of a live feed coming from right side. See if I can pull up right side broadcasting's live feed. They are not live anymore. It is pre-recorded now. So I, I don't know of any way I don't know if there's anyone showing what's going on out there. But here's the uh, here's the item that, that I brought up regarding Biden. Uh, apparently, President Trump seized on an explosive story 
that alleged that's alleging that Biden's has that, that Biden has ties to the whistleblower. Okay, all while the chaos is hap- unfolding outside the arena. Now, let's see here. Now, here's here's the deal, folks. President Trump. He unloaded on Joe and Hunter Biden tonight over their Ukrainian business dealings while he was in Minneapolis uh, for his rally. At one point, bringing the crowd to its feet by charging that Biden's only useful trait as vice president was his paternal pre- Basically, his ability to kiss Barack Obama's ass. Okay? Now, Trump, citing a a new report that came out in the Washington Examiner that the whistleblower at the center of the Democrats' impeachment push had worked for Biden. Oops. Now, the whistleblower's anti-Trump attorney, Mark Zaid, acknowledged earlier in the week that his client had contact with the current presidential contenders from both parties. Starting to sound pretty fucked up here. The president also derided the Biden campaign for aggressively seeking to convince Facebook and the New York Times, as well as all major television networks, not to cover what it called conspiracy theories about potential Biden corruption. Oh, so now the Biden campaign is going to tell networks how to run their, their uh, how to, what, what they can report on and what they can't? Who the fuck are they to do that, huh? Now, of course, Trump supporters, as well as pro-impeachment administrators, lined up hours before the event in Minneapolis at the Target Center began. Now, at least one protester was photographed pouring milk on his face to counter the effects of pepper spray as chaos unfolded outside the arena, uh, with pro-Trump hats being lit on fire, yes, MAGA hats were being burned as some demonstrators harassed police and assaulted Trump supporters. The Bidens got rich, and that is substantiated, while America got robbed, Trump said during his, uh, during his uh, rally. Sleepy Joe and his friends sold out America. And in a brand new report just came out, As I'm walking on the stage, this is Trump speaking, it turns out that when Joe Biden was vice president, he worked with the so-called whistleblower. This is nothing more than a partisan witch hunt, sabotage, and I'm sure they're going to say totally unsubstantiated. Yeah. So, 
Oh, the uh, you don't use the anti-fascist term of what Antifa uh, of the Antifa name, Iggy. That's cool. So, bottom line, guys. Bottom line. The shit. The shit was hitting the fan outside the arena. And Ron Reck left. Wow. Real cool, real nice, Ron. Thanks for for saying goodnight. You know. Unbelievable. Now, Iggy. Uh, points out that there were thousands outside to watch the to watch on the Trump jumbotrons. Uh, yeah, but there were there were according to reports there were an equal number of um, anti-Trump people outside, and they weren't just going after the the the, the Trump supporters. They were also going after the um they were also going after the 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 journalists that were out there the reporters the cameramen and so forth so it it escalated to a point where nobody was safe oh there's storms in ron's area hmm okay well Then I guess Ron didn't rudely disappear. He probably got cut off. <laughs> I, I, hey, listen, I like to pick on Ron. He picks on me. It's a, it's a mutual, we got to pick on each other kind of situation. You know, you can't have any. If you can't have fun in life, what's the point of getting out of bed? I'm attempting to convince Mike to join us. I've sent him a, I sent him a text message, and I sent him a message on Facebook. So, hopefully, Ron will join. Uh, Mike will join us at some point soon. Um, so hopefully. You know, uh, Mike will join us as well. Now, um, within minutes of, 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 by the way, within minutes of uh, of talking on stage, Trump mocked. Ex-FBI officials and lovers Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Yeah, ain't that some shit? So he's up there uh, doing this with a passionate, dramatic reading of their anti-Trump text messages. (laughs) (laughs) Tit for tat, A. Adam Schiff. He also touted the country's economy and suggested the U.S. will prevail in its trade war with China. 
without mentioning the growing issue of censorship in the U.S. over ongoing pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong. Now, the rally, Trump's first since the House moved toward impeachment over his handling of a July phone call with Ukraine's President Zelensky, was in a state Trump nearly won in 2016 and has talked frequently of capturing in 2020. But it took place in a traditionally liberal city and the home turf of a frequent foil, Representative Ilhan Omar. Gee, I wonder how she liked having Trump in her neck of the woods. Probably not liking it one bit, eh, folks? Now, let's see here. Those black block wannabe agitators always go after anyone with a camera, usually violently. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that, Iggy. Oh, no doubt about that at all. And it is their M.O. I agree with you. And uh, PDJT? Is the world's greatest troll? Huh? Uh, PDJT, President Donald J. Trump? Uh... Yeah, he was the one giving a lot of information at the rally, I believe. And I think we lost Billy in the chat room just now. Oh, he tried. <laughs> okay, for a second there, I thought, oh, don't scare me like that, Iggy. Ooh, don't scare me like that. You'll give my poor little heart a heart attack. She said, yes, he trolls the Dems relentlessly. (laughs) Do you blame him? I mean, seriously, can you blame the president for doing that? So I kind of get the uh, impression, uh, based on, on what's going on, that the Dems are, are trying their hardest to give Trump what for. They're trying so hard to make his life a living hell. But Gunslinger, I got to ask you, man, at what point, at what point do we have to, uh, do we, you know, the American people, who support President Trump and his efforts to turn this country around, as he's been doing steadily for almost three years, at what point do we tell these these Antifa bonehead motherfuckers, back the fuck up, dude, get out of my face before I break yours kind of mentality? I mean, when do we start firing, fire, fighting fire with fire? 
because this is going to—that's what it's going to escalate to. Uh, I, I think somebody said something about uh, the other night. Uh, this could escalate into a civil war kind of thing, uh, or or was I hearing things? No, that was me. I said that, and I've always said it. Okay, that <laughs> once again, I'm going to use my great analogy. When you put a wild beast into a corner and cage him in, and that wild beast sees an opportunity to get the fuck out of Dodge, I don't care how many is in front of you. That wild beast will tear your ass from one end of yourself to the other, trying to get out. And this is what they're doing right now. They're pushing the Trump supporters into a corner. Trump supporters don't like to be cornered. Okay? And because of their stupidity, okay, they're going to start getting their ass beat, okay? And I don't blame them, okay? Would you, if you was a Trump supporter and one of these little punk, little snot-nosed little cocksuckers come over there and started uh, to beat on you or to harass your wife or your girlfriend or your child? Hell no. I'd be I'd be pulling my goddamn gun and I said, you better get, you better back off, motherfucker. Or you'll be dead before you hit the ground, boy. That's, I'm afraid, is what it's going to come down to. Because there's more and more people carrying concealed now. Uh, it, it just keep, The numbers keep rising and rising and rising. I wonder why. Because of people like this. Okay? When you simply can't even go to a, you know, presidential rally, okay, uh, whether you like the guy or not, okay, obviously there's <laughs> zillions of people out there that love him, okay, because I'm going to be voting for him again in 2020, okay? But yet you've got these same dumb here. fucks. Yeah, same there. You got you got it there too. So you got these dumb fucks that cannot understand the greater good. Just like Ron said, he's doing this for the greater good of the country. Okay. I mean, what does these fucking people want? They want to live like pigs, like in a pigsty, a pig pen. That's what they're doing. This is what they're they're they they're so screwball in the head and I don't know whether it's from the educational system, the public fool system, school system, that brought these you know, these this modern day generation up thinking that, well, everything's free. Oh, socialism is great. Uh let's go vote for that dumb fuck Bernie Sanders, okay? <laughs> uh, you gotta be kidding me. Okay? Uh there's no way in hell. Where has common sense? Oh, the doctor of common sense left. Remember him, doctor of common sense. Mm-hmm. He said it, common sense has gone. It, it's 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 exited stage left. Okay, and he's right. <laughs> he's absolutely correct. Common sense has gone completely poof, gone. And until we start bringing that common sense back into the schools, to everything else, including these, you know. Well, I don't know if you'll ever change these people because they're like a rabid dog. Uh, you don't get near them, a rabid dog. You don't try to reason with a rabid dog. You don't try to touch a rabid dog. Because if you do, that rabid dog is going to bite you. And guess what? You're going to get rabies too. Okay? It's the same It's the same, uh, same idea. Okay? So if you were cornered in a corner with about six raging rabid animals and you had no way out but you had your gun okay what would you do would you stand there and get bit or would you start fighting your way out me i'd start fighting my way up (laughs) go ahead well 
I think uh, I think this as as far as um, as far as me, I'll tell you what. Somebody's gonna be screaming, and I do mean screaming. Now I've got two boxes of 410 gauge shells that a friend of mine that a friend of mine uh, doesn't have the, the firearm for anymore. So they said to me, anything you can do with them? I said, no, because I don't own a weapon that can hold them. I've only got a, a measly 22, but I know people that could probably use this. And my friend said to me, okay, you take one of these little, these little 410 gauge shells. They're for a shotgun, I believe. Yes, they're for, they're for a shotgun because I have one. I have a 410 double barrel. Okay, so, so you, so the rounds that I'm, like the the one I'm holding in my hand here, I'm not going to try, I would show it on camera, but unfortunately, it's not easy being green. You can't see beyond the brass. It turns so invisible. Green or, because it, are they are they green? That's the magnum shells. Um, if, the shell, if the shell is green and it's got a long skirt on it, that's the magnum load. Okay, this this is again it's a shotgun round. Um, hang on a second here. Now I got put. Now I got to put on my old my, my old my old grouch uh, gra- uh, my old grouch uh, spectacles here, better known as my eyeballs, better known as my glasses. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the deal. These are Express three inch long range shot shell uh, shotgun shells. Uh, that's all it really says on the box, except for the fact that they're uh, 410 gauge, three inch length, and it's like it's a long, skinny round. Yeah, literally. It should have a, a, long, should have a tall. When I'm talking about the skirt, you know what I'm talking about on the on the shotgun shell. That's where the primer is, where the where that where the hammer hits the primer. You're talking, you're talking the the brass end. Yeah, the brass end. Or, that's, or, that's the brass. That's 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 where the powder is. If it's got a long skirt on it, that's your magnum loads. Regular loads have a little short skirt on them. Means less powder. That's all. Well, yeah. Okay. Long well, skirt. I, honestly, I don't know. I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something. Take a screenshot. Um, well, I would have to take a picture of this, um, so, uh, let me see here, microphone, grab my microphone here, and, because I left my, my cell phone in my, in, in my other room, so let me see here. It's always fun to have a microphone that's on a long 
XLR cord. That's why I like XLR microphones because they they do have I, I have options with these. I'll put that there. Uh, sorry about the noise, folks. That's what happens when you put a microphone back in the hold, back in the stand. Okay. So let me see here. Uh, thank you. Brighten up my phone a little so I can actually see what I'm doing. And like so. And, ooh, that's going to see if I can zoom in on, in on this a little bit. Okay. Now comes the fun part. Okay. Uh, get rid of those. Don't need those. Uh, hold on a second here. There it is. Uh, we'll just crop this sucker accordingly. That is, of course, if I can. Oh, come on. Oh. So what do you know? There. Now let's see here. You know, folks, the beautiful thing about cell phones is they're easy to work with. Uh, sometimes. Oh, there it is. There, there. No, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Abu Uh Oh, wrong button. There we go. Uh, send there. Oh. And by the way, folks, I'm not advertising for this particular thing. But there's a, an app that you can put in your cell phone as well as on your, your desktop computer or laptop called Send Anywhere. You can send pictures, documents from one computer to another, audio files, video files from your cell phone or, other, or your computer to another device. <clears throat> It's a really great app. I, I'm glad I found this thing because it's come in handy on more than one occasion, like tonight. Uh, coming in handy really quick. Well, let me check the switchboard before I do anything more. Okay, nobody called in. Will it work on a desk PC? Other than, yes, it'll, it'll work, work on, on your desktop PC. PC. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, the, 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 the Alienware PC that I'm, that I'm working with? For the broadcast, it works on that. It works on my Samsung laptop. So, yeah, it'll work on either desktop or PC. 
and it's free. So it really does come in handy. Whenever somebody wants me to, uh, to look at something, uh, like a video file that they have or, or listen to an audio file they have, or they want to send me some documents, all, I have to, all you have to do is load up uh, Send Anywhere, load the file in, and, uh, and, and once they get the six-digit number, they send me a text message with the, the six-digit number, or if I'm on Facebook, send it to me in private message, and I punch it in, and it downloads to whatever device I want it to go to, depending on which device I want it to go on, whether it's my desktop PC or my laptop or, my, or even my cell phone. So it, it really comes in handy. Um, my friend uh, Tim over in Kingston, he, he, and I, he uses it with me all the time because he's always coming across stuff that he wants me to look at, you know, you know, just fun stuff mostly. But, uh, you know, it comes in handy. Like for this uh, picture, I'm, I'm, I'm sending it to my uh, computer via Send Anywhere. All I got to do is punch in the six-digit number. I can take my glasses off so I can actually see the desktop uh, monitor. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and then I just, I, you can also choose the destination point for it. Uh, by default, it goes to the, on, on your computer, whether it's a laptop or desktop. Uh, it will go to... Um, It will go to your um, it, it will go to your downloads folder by de by default. So right now I'm kind of flopping it around here. All right, I think I, I got it. There we go. All right. I'll put this in the FFNO news and topic room. So let me see here. Oh man, I, I, I my typing skills really suck tonight. I was responding to something in the FFNO that uh, Rob posted, <laughs> and unfortunately. I went to t I typed the word I was typing the word posted, but it didn't type the way it was. It, the word didn't come out posted. It came out something else. Anyway, so let's see here. Uh, well, that's convenient. All right, gunslinger the. The image is in the FFNO news and topic room. So you can take a look at that. Now, I want to get to something to, to, to uh, some of Iggy Mon's comments here. Uh, in regards to President Trump, he said he loves it when they go after him. God bless him. They've shit on us for eons now. Yep. Right they have. Democrats have been doing it for a long fucking time, and it's getting tiresome. 
Time for the shit hitting the fan in a huge blowback. God, Iggy. I love you. You are so, so spot on. Oh, I love it. The theme for tonight, anti-Trump demo, was to cancel America. And Iggy Mom's last comment was, I say we cancel anti-First Amendment or Antifa. Now, you see the round I'm talking. You saw the round I'm, that I'm that I'm talking about, right? Uh, Gun. That is a yeah. That is a three-inch magnum uh, shell, uh, number four shot, and you can see by the extended skirt that or the brass where the brass is. Yep, that's your magnum loads. And if you look in the FFNO. I mean, not the FFNO, but the Mixler chat room, you will see the weapon that it goes into, a 410 shotgun. I have a Sears and Roebuck double barrel side-by-side, two triggers, a 410 breakover shotgun. It's my very first shotgun, the 410 that my dad bought for me. I, 40 years ago, 35, 40 years probably, and I still got it right over here in my closet. That baby shoots a that son of a bitch shoots just as good as a day of fucking brand new, man. It's a, it's a little, oh, it's a baby, let me tell you. Yeah, that's 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 a nice-looking uh, rifle, I'll tell you. It really is. She's one nice-looking weapon. The, if you um, have the red shells that are red, those are usually the hunting loads, lower powder. I think they they got the, the green, the red, and I think they have blue. What would be the purpose of the green load then? Well, you could do, you could have for? you could have different rounds. I mean, a uh, different shot in them. You could have a four ten double lot buck shot, like a twelve gauge. Uh, you can use the magnum loads if you want to if you want to go out like dove duck hunting. It's just way out there, like in a pond or something. Uh, you know, all, all you know, if you want a, a, lo- a longer distance kill pattern, you know, that's why you use the magnum loads. And mm. they're chamber two types. The reds are usually two and three quarter inch uh, length, while the green ones, that's why you can tell they're magnum loads, they are chambered for three inch. Most 410s, unless they were the early type, they were, they were chambered for three inch magnums. In fact, it says on mine, chambered for three inch magnums. So there probably is an early version of the 410 that was only two and three quarters length uh, shells, but the newer ones, or even mine, like I said, mine's God, it's 35, 40 years old, uh, can can handle the um, the magnum load because the thicker barrel deal. But there's two triggers, yeah, one one trigger per barrel. Fucking neat little thing, let me tell you. That little slide on the top where you pop it open and break it open like that. Pretty neat. Hmm. Well, I've got two boxes of these things. Like I, like I was saying, uh, I have no use for them. Sure, send them to me. <laughs> I've got the good. I will not. Hey, listen, I'm not going to ship this stuff through the mail. No fucking way. That ain't it. No, no. And have my have my 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 fat ass thrown into a under a jail cell? Uh, no. It'd be just my luck, you know. 
I could just see it now. Breaking news on Fox News. George Sinzer arrested for sending ammunition through the mail. Yeah, not going to happen. My bad luck would kick in right at that moment. It'd be like, uh, George, did you did you send? Are you sending? Are you are you out of your? Oh my God! I'm getting away from you, man. You're dangerous. You're sick. You're you're out of your mind. Sending that shit. Are you nuts? Do you know what they will do to you? They. <laughs> They do send ammunition to the through the mail because you can you can uh, order it on online. Uh, oh, I know. Ammo dot com. I'm just busting. I'm just busting around. You know, it's, it, you know, I'm just having a little fun here. But no, I, I'm I'm gonna bring it with bring around bring this stuff with me to uh, uh, to the gun owners association uh, when I when I go to the gun owners association meeting on the fourth Wednesday because uh, there's. Gun owners association, lots of gun owners. I'm sure somebody there has use for uh, 410 round, 410 gauge. I tell them I ain't got nothing that'll that'll use, that I could use this in. You could even buy so, slugs for a 410. Did you know that? You could even buy slugs for it. You, you got to remember, I'm I'm a first time. I'm still a first time gun owner, so I'm still learning this stuff. Okay. Well, imagine that green part full of lead, not shot. It's a full of solid lead. That's a that's a that's a shot. That's a slug. Okay. And imagine if you had it in 12 gauge. Man, there wouldn't be nothing left of you. You got shot by one of them things. You've seen a 12 gauge round, you know, which is you know 10 times bigger than a 410, obviously. But imagine yeah. that. Front of that front of that shell, nothing but lead, solid lead. Now, as for close range, you couldn't, you know, reach out and touch somebody at long distance, obviously. But for short range uh, defense, shit. <laughs> you know, that's uh, probably now, a little bit bigger now than of your course, Now, of course, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a shotgun shell, a normal shotgun shell, probably about as big a uh, big around as my thumb. No doubt about that. I've seen I've seen shotgun shells. Um, I've seen I've seen those many times in, in my life. But I know guys that own 12 gauge shotguns, and um, you know, it, it, but something like that. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like the 410 gauge until to, until today. And what, 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 now, now here's here's something. It's probably going to sound like a dumbass question because again, I'm still learning this shit as I go along. And you know, the gray matter upstairs is a little slow on the draw, so somebody might have told me already, and I just don't remember. But I've heard you can actually uh, get your hands on on the like where the green part. You can get the shotgun shells, for example, and put and and load them yourselves with whatever's going to go inside that that paper end or plastic end. Uh, I've known I've heard people tell that they would they would have two boxes of shotgun shells with rock salt loaded into them. Georgia, I had before, I don't know if I still have them, I haven't seen them in storage in a long time, but I had two shotgun shell reloaders, 
okay, in a little building. Mm-hmm. Started the gun house, and because my dad was a big bird hunter and everything, and even I was back when I was younger. And these things are machines that you that you set the empty shotgun shell in, okay, and it's and it has a big handle on it. And this and this thing rotates, okay. And you got two tubes up on top. One is for shot. One is for powder, okay. And you pre-measure all the powder and stuff in there. This thing will actually pop out the primer, you know, where the little centerpiece, a little round thing on the end. That's the primer. Mm-hmm. It will actually pop out the primer. It will slide a new one in, and you as you pull the handle down, it will press that primer in, okay. It moves to the next stage, which it, it measures a pre-amount of powder, which falls down, okay? And you pull the handle, and it rotates again, and you have a tube of wads that separates the powder from the shot. It's usually, in the, in the old days, it was just like little pieces around the cardboard, okay? Like a, maybe about the nickel size. New ones are made out of plastic. They like look like a little rock, like a little tube. And it's got little fingers on top, and that's where the shot goes in. Well, this seats this thing in. You pull the handle again. It rotates another time, and it drops pre-measured amount of of lead in there, whether it's buckshot, whether it's birdshot, quail shot, whatever. After that, you pull the handle again. It rotates, and you pull it one final time, and it crimps the top of the shell, and it spits it out the side. So you have a perfectly good, reusable shell. It's amazing. I, I, I used to do that all the time. Man, I had probably five or six, seven hundred rounds of empty shells I, I was going through. You know, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I had two of them like that. Badass. They're about probably $2,000 a piece for those reloaders. They're not cheap. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you, you I've reloaded shit. Rock salt for you know instead of having to run a do- kill a dog or something you just run them off like a stray dog or something. Uh, shit, I've I've put bolts, screws, rocks. <laughs> I mean anything in that thing. You don't have to necessarily use lead. That's what the fantastic uh, part about it is. Well, I've heard about the you know loading your own shells and stuff like that over the years. I, for one, never seen it done. But then a friend of mine suggested I get you know go into go to YouTube and there's actually a video of, of a guy showing you how to do it step by step. And I'm like, I went to load the video. And then I realized, eh, I ain't got time to watch it. Because the, the day I was going to watch it, I had to go to the doctor's office. Well, if you if you look in if you look in the uh, Mixler chat room, here's a picture of a 12 gauge uh, reloader, shotgun reloader. Okay, I had one look just like that. My other one had a big plate on the bottom that when you pull that handle down. It would rotate the plate. This is a little bit more simpler version of the one I had. But if you look at the picture, you'll see the two bottles up there. One contains shot, one contains powder. You got a little mixing switch in there. You got the handle. And when you put the shell down here in the bottom, one of these one of these dies that will come down, probably that one that's pointed, will pop the, the primer out. 
and the tube fills up the uh, the uh, powder and the shot, and the other one crimps the crimps the end of the of the gun or the of the shell. So yeah, and that's uh, about well about 250 bucks right there. That's a manual because that's a slide bar. That red right right below those little bottles. That's a slide bar. And so you when you're ready to put the powder in there, you slide it to powder. And when you're ready to put the shot in, you slide it back to the shot. And the shot and everything's contained. And you buy bags of of shot, okay, whatever shot you want. You buy bottles of smokeless powder, okay, that's what the kind of powder you use, and the wads. And when you go to the range or whatever, you always pick up your used uh, shotgun shells because you can reload them. Hardboard shells don't last very long. They're only about maybe five or six times best that you can reload a cardboard shell. But the plastic ones, you can reload, reload them things up probably 20, 30 times. You know, it's fun. I mean, it's neat. It's neat as hell, man. It was, it was bad. I, I loved it. <laughs> well, the way I see it is this, Okay. It'll probably be a while before I actually own a shotgun, if ever. But I will say never. I'll just say if ever. Uh, only because, you know, financially it's just not possible at this time. However, that does not mean that I may never own one. And... The reason I say that is because I never thought I would own the you know the the 22 caliber I, I have. You know, I never thought I would own one of those one of those in my lifetime. So I'm not going to say never. Just a question of when an opportunity presents itself down the road. Because let's face it. Anything, and I've, and I've come to this realization, anything is possible. You just got to, you know, seize the opportunity when the opportunity presents itself if you're able to, just, able to do just that. I mean, I ain't a rich man. God knows I'm not rich. And certainly... Having the limited resources of funds that I do, I gotta play it by ear. But and even maybe on one day, I will. Even on the more expensive loaders, you can actually not only you can you can not only load twelve gauge, you can uh, you can load uh, sixteen gauge, four uh, tens, ten gauge. All you do is change out the dies in it to whatever size that you want, and a different amount of powders and everything. I mean, it's a it's a versatile machine tool. I mean, it's, it's really great. I mean, if you yeah, do a lot of hunting, if I read the if I read the price right, that thing's going for like two hundred and forty some odd dollars. Oh yeah, I mean, but it's well worth instead of having to buy cases of shotgun shells, it's cheaper buy the powder and the shot and all that stuff and reload your own okay if you're a big shooter i mean if you if you're a big hunter or skeet shooter or you know whatever at the range and everything it's always cheaper to, to reload your own and it does this and it works the same way you got to have a different setup 
a different machine that, that reloads handgun ammunition. You can reload anything. Handgun. I can reload these three fifty seven shells. Depends on the shell. But yeah, it's called a bullet press. Okay. Same it works on the same principle. It pops the primer out, puts the puts the powder in there, pre- presses it in there, presses the bullet in, boom. Got a brand new shell. And the only and the only time that you can't reload a shell is of course you have to visually inspect it to make sure it's not corroded or the or that brass is cracked or anything like that. Otherwise, yep. You gotta reload them, you know, until they until they wear out. <laughs> I think Mike is in there somewhere. Where is he? Okay, here's the deal. I got an intro for Mike. He's going to like this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages, Firefox News Online introduces to you the man with the stainless steel spoon. Now, we would say silver or gold, but uh, he doesn't have those. But he does have stainless steel. He's the one, the only. The troops love him and his wife completely because they know they'll get fed proper. My buddy, Mike, is here. Mike, where are you? Mike, that's your cue. Hey, I'm here. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. I'd just like to say hi, everybody. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, nice to be here. Hi, everybody. Holy shit. I'll tell you what. There's a summer house and everything, and it's a nice house and all that stuff, but uh, just when I called in, I looked at the bathroom door and on the floor, and son of a bitch, George, that was the biggest spider that I've seen on the East Coast. This spider, no shit, with its legs not even stretched completely out, was about three. It took up a a three-inch circle. A three-inch circle. It looked like a big rubber spider. It didn't even look fucking real. It was. It was. I looked and went, "Where the hell did you come?" Man, I stepped on that thing real fast. I thought I missed it. I didn't. It was on the bottom of my shoe. So I just peeled it off my shoe and holy shit. That I'm surprised that thing didn't come out and have dinner with us a couple of nights while we've been out. That thing was big. <laughs> Damn, man. Fucking egg. Good thing Lisa didn't see this. She would have wanted to go home right away if she saw that thing. That was uh, a yeah. Big... <laughs> Lisa would have been saying, Holy Mike, pack, we're leaving. I don't know where that thing came from. but she probably, would have, she probably would have beat you home without the car. Oh, yeah, she doesn't, she's not a big fan of spiders. But I got them. The little yeah, yeah any, bigger I would have, any bigger I would have had to shoot him. Fuck. He was, he was, I don't even know where I'd have to put the tag. Uh, if I shot him, I'd have to tag him. I guess I don't know if the spiders have ears. I don't know. You have a spider. You have a, you have a spider tag permit. 
Otter Tank? I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> picture of, it was at least three, three and a half inch circle. That thing was, it was big. It just it was sitting there. I just went, whoa, and I stepped on it. But the first thing in my mind was, that's got to be a toy. That's fake. Where'd that come from? And I was like, that thing's real. Holy shit. You're just lucky it wasn't a poisonous spider. I I don't know what it was, but I splatted it. I'll, 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 but I know that if, and I thought to myself, if that starts to run, I'm never going to catch it. It's going to be too fast. I'll never get it. But I, I, I guess I was lucky. I got it. Whew. Yeah. Um, you waking Mike, up at night and having that thing say hello? Mike, take, did you did you see the uh, picture I blowed, I posted in the uh, FFNO topic room? Yeah, you put a picture of a 410 shotgun shell. Yeah, I've got two boxes of those. Oh, where'd you pick them up? Uh, my friend, uh, the, the owner of the car I drive on occasion. Yeah. I got them from her. She Does got she them from a friend 410 shotgun? Oh. No, she doesn't. Who got them from a friend that was related to she one of twice removed on the other side? No, just to, just got them from a friend who whose husband uh, used to own a 410 gauge, and apparently that uh, was no longer the case as the um, you know the husband passed away, and she sold the gun, and she she came across the the ammunition, and she's like, "What am I gonna do with this stuff?" Oh wait a minute, Brand might don't might be able to use it. So All right. well, brand hang on to it. Hang on to it. You know, you well, might be able to be, eventually yeah, some, some someday you might have a four ten. You never know. You know, you can't predict stuff. Just put it away. Unless you plan on dying next week. Do you plan on dying next week? I don't plan on dying anytime soon. Okay, then just put it I have it in my mind. I have it in my mind to sit, to live to the ripe old age of ninety nine point nine 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 years old. There you go, and and then just put it away because you never know what you might run into. You can pick up a, a single shot four ten someday for fifty bucks. I mean, there's different brands out there. A single shot, you don't know. You know, I told you, Mike, that I got one of the Sears and Roebuck double barrel side yeah. to side. Yep. Yep. That's, that's my first 410 that my dad bought. Yep. Kind of great, they're great little, great little rabbit guns. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, now, yeah, because as you saw in the picture, this is the, 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 green, the, the green load. Apparently, from what Gunslinger was telling me, they've got a red, a, red, a, red one, a red type and a blue type. Well, it depends on the shot and it depends on the manufacturer. You know, Peters Inter- if you the old I've got a bunch of old Peters International ammo and I've even got some old stuff. I've got some stuff that's brass shell. Solid brass, twelve gauge. I was back in the old Solid days. And, uh, they have, yeah. Well yeah, the shell instead of paper or plastic. Well then they had paper shell twelve gauge, like a cardboard, and then they went into plastic. And uh but the, originally they were like one piece shotgun shells, you'd reload them and they were brass. No shit, I've never seen any of those. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, 
Gunslinger uh, showed me a we put in the Mixler chat room, of course, but uh, showed me a uh, 12 gauge press where you can make your own 12 where you can make your own 12 gauge uh, shotgun shells. Uh, it's a re- yeah, it's a, you can reload them. It's a shot shell reloader. Yeah, and crimson and everything. Yep. I had the handle type mic, and I had the other was a handle, but it rotated. It had a plate on it, yeah. and you could you'd line up the shotgun shells, and it would it would go from one stage to the other, you know, popping yeah. the primer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could just pull the handle, boop, boop, just load it back in there, boop, boop, boop. You could do that shit all day long. Was it a lineman? I don't know what a brand it was. It's that some bitch had to be made in the forties, because it was my dad's. It was yeah. cool. Big, tall, big, heavy, some bitch. I mean, big two two. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a really old. <clears throat> it's not super old. I'd say 1950s. And I bet they still make them. And it looks like a big die. You know how a die looks. Yep. All right. But and it's made for reloading 12 gauge, one round at a time, all self-contained. So you'd put the shell in there, and you'd put the die on it and everything, and then you'd flip it over, and you'd whack it with the hammer, and that would crimp the primer in, and you'd flip it over again, and then you put it in, and, and it, so it's one piece, and it unscrews and everything, and it's a self-contained die. But say if you ever in a pinch or the zombie apocalypse happens, and you need, well, there you go. You could make your own crap right there with just that one piece. So I thought, you know what? That's worth worth it to put away. Is one of those, ah, who knows? You know what I mean? In an emergency. All right, fine. All you needed some primer and some powder, and you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. We used to buy the bags, the big, what, the twenty-five pound, fifty-pound bags of shot. The shot, yep. the lead shot. My dad was a big bird hunter. Powder, the, the focus powder, man. it all set up. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. I went to a, I went to a meeting tonight over on another part of the Cape. It was nice. It was in a building that was 300 years old. Holy shit. Dripping with history. Fuck, man. There's so much and just like forgotten stuff. It's kind of cool, you know. I saw the, I saw the stairs for the attic. And I went, yeah, that's right up my alley. And there was a light up there. So I just, I went up in the attic. I wanted to see it because, you know, me, I like you know, antiques and shit. And I like exploring. So I just, you know, everybody else was, the meeting was over. And I went, whoop, went up there and. And there were all there was all sorts of stuff up there. They had a they had a clock that was donated. Are you in the FFNO? When am I not? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes you're not. Your computer's not on, or you haven't turned it on. Mike, I'm logged into Facebook on the broadcast computer right now. All right. The only time I'm not in Facebook is when I'm George, not I'm sorry, but did you hear that buzz? Did, did you hear that buzz? Yeah, why what, what about it? That uh, I'm I'm sorry to tell you this, but that was the bullshit alarm and it just went off. So it already picked up on your fact that you're bullshitting right now and 
And if you bullshit again, the alarm's going to go off again. I just want you to know. Okay. I'm just giving you a heads up. Okay. I'll just I'll just go and sit me up in the chat room and ignore the robot and the you. I'm joking with you. It was my dryer. It's going to go off again any time. Come on. I was setting you up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> what is Take a look at this clock that was on the wall behind me. Look at the date. It was dated by some whaling ship captain or some shit. Look at this thing. I don't know if you can read it. Might have to zoom in on it. Hey, um, you um, kidding me? And it worked. Gonna... Okay. Uh, let me try zooming in on it. But I got. Uh, let me just close my tobacco. And it works here. Ah! There you go, you're bullshitting again. You hear it? It, it did it again. Gunslinger right, doesn't it, even have a tobacco bag. It was here the first time, but it lost its flavor the second time, okay? Oh, stop. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, come on now. Uh, you, got, you got me with the first time, but the second time's a little much. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Present to Marine Lodge number... Six I O O F. Yeah, Independent yeah, Order of Odd Fellows. Okay, uh, Captain William. Can't make out the uh, the last name really. Let me see if I can zoom in a little tighter. Uh, ah, you dirty name! Come on. When that happens, I think it had a, I think it had a date. Uh, William, I think it's his last name was Wyndham. I don't know. And something and there's a date on it, October fifteenth, eighteen ninety five. Hmm. But yeah, that's, that's so about works. as much as I can make out. And it still works. They take great. They must yeah. be taking great care of it. That I yeah, the things wound and. And the thing's still working. And I was like, damn. And then I put pictures of when I went up into the attic, taking a look at the stuff in the, and the place is full of antiques. But the, they said the building itself is 300 years old. It's kind of neat. I said, oh, I'll take pictures of that. And then I went to a, I needed to get a necktie today. So I went to a thrift store to buy a necktie, and when you know it, leave it to Cape Cod. Everything else is old. I bought a brand new necktie. Look at the necktie I bought. They charged me two dollars. And the and the tag says it says one penny shy of eight bucks. And from what company? Bradley's Bradley? been out of business for I don't even know how many years they've been out of business. Uh. Fucking funny! I said, "Look at this! It's brand new from Bradley's." Department store. Leave it to me to buy a brand new necktie from a company that's been out of business for fucking twenty years. Uh, here we go. Bradley's Department Store. 
It was on, it was traded on the Nasdaq. It it went into bankruptcy. It was founded in on it was founded March 14, 1958. Went defunct March 13, 2001. Ah. It said its main headquarters was Braintree, Massachusetts. I know where that is. I've been to Braintree. Not too, yeah. there, are, there are many people who say they have brains in Braintree, but I haven't. I, when I was there, I didn't meet them. Uh, number of locations, they only had 105. Their products were clothing, footwear, bedding, furniture, jewelry, beauty products, electronics, and housewares. Uh, they had, they had 10,000 employees as of 2001. Their parent company who owned, who owned them from 61 to 92 was a place I do my grocery shopping at and that's stop and shop. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, oh, Stop and Shop owned Stop and Shop owned Bradley's from 1961 to 1992. Was there a pine tree down at, was Was there one near you? Down near Peak Hmm? Was there one down in Peak Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't remember. I, 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 there might have been. I just don't remember. Well, I remember them when uh, I was a kid, but I I didn't expect to see one brand new with the tag still on it at a thrift store. Somebody probably bought it, forgot about it, hung it on the wall, and they donated it. And well, What the fuck? For two bucks? I said, all right. We'll buy it. Now, here's, here's a couple of paragraphs on this uh, from the uh, Wikipedia page. Now, Bradley's was named for Connecticut's Bradley International Airport. Oh. Where early planning meetings were held by the store's founders. The first store was opened in New London, Connecticut on March 14, 1958. The company was acquired by grocery chain Stop and Shop in 1961 which owned the chain until 1992. In the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, nearly all shopping centers had, that had Bradley's stores had a stop and shop in the same plaza or, in some cases, connected with the store as a super center. But this ended when stop and shop pulled out of New York, out of the New York area, during the 1980s only to come back around 1998-1999. Like some of, the, some of its competition, including Caldor, many Bradley stores had snack stands, lunch counter, snack stands slash lunch counters that served soft drinks, hot dogs, french fries, soft pretzels, ice cream, prepackaged cookies, and various other food items to shoppers. In 1993, Bradley's added Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and Dunkin' Donuts items uh, to some of the stores that didn't have snack stands, as well as new stores constructed during this time. Uh, Let's see here. Also, uh, during the 1970s and early 1980s, and again in the late 90s, Bradley's was known for its TV and print ads featuring the character Mrs. B, played by actress Cynthia Harris. 
depicted as the chain's buyer who constantly searched for bargains to pass on to her customers. The advertising jingle went, At Bradley's, you buy what Mrs. B buys, and nobody can buy like Mrs. B. Oh, brother, talk about corny. Now, in 1988, its parent company, Stop and Shop, was involved in a hostile takeover bid by Herbert Haft's Dart Group. The board of directors appointed Kohlberg, Kravis, Roberts, and company to acquire the company shortly after. The deal was completed in 1989 with Stop and Shop becoming a private company. It also talks about the bankruptcy and uh, closure in here. And this is funny, folks, because you know we many of us who grew up with Caldors, um, yep, yep, Woolworths, and, and all that. A lot of the young people today don't know. I said, I was talking to a friend of mine in Dunkin' Donuts, and this was just this morning. We're talking about because he, you know, he and I are from this are around the same age, and I said to him, "Do you remember going into Woolworths to the lunch counters there?" And he goes. Yeah, I do. Right? And we're sitting there talking about it. And this teenager, not disrespectful or anything, very, very polite, uh, said, just looked at me and said, excuse me, sir, what's Woolworths? <laughs> I sat there laughing my head off. I'm wow. like, kid, before your time, trust me, it's before your time. It's what they used to call Zares. five and ten cents. I had one close to me when I was a kid called Zares. Did you ever have that? Never. There was another one like Bradley's and Caldor's. Yep. Z-A-Y-E-R. Weird. That was a weird name. There was a big, there was a chain of those too. Well, get a load of this uh, in regards to its bankruptcy and closure. And this is, the, this is why a lot of these department stores are, are, are failing now. A lot of it has to do with uh, online sales more and more every day. But the first major Bradley store closer, closings came in 1988 when it exited from the southern United States. Now, Bradley's remained profitable into the early 90s. In 1992, after a year, a year, a year after its parent company be, becoming public once again, Stop and Shop Incorporated sold Bradley's to an investment group, and the chain continued as a separate company. By 1994, the company was unprofitable after attempting to open a bunch of new stores in New Jersey and New York. After losing money for two years, Bradley's filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in June of 1995 and closed down some underperforming stores in 1996. Some of these were turned into Ames. Uh, that's another, that, by the way, Ames used to be where Stop and Shop in Hyde Park, New York, is today in that shopping closet. Because before Stop and Shop opened its doors there, I used to go past that, that, that location 
and it and it had the Ames logo right on the building still, even though Ames was out of business. Now, uh, James Zamberlin, previously senior vice president of Lazarus Lazarus uh, of Lazarus Department Stores, was appointed as as executive vice president of Bradley's on August 25th of 95. The company successfully emerged from bankruptcy in February 1999 after making a decent profit through the, through 1998 and early 1999. Now, Bradley's also took advantage of the liquidation and closure of uh, competitor Caldor shortly after its emergence from bankruptcy and purchased several of its former stores. The fortunes of Bradley's took a turn for the worse in 2000, and on December 26th, the company announced another filing for Chapter 7 bankruptcy protection and said that Bradley's would begin liquidation sales as soon as possible, ending business. Executives of Bradley's said it filed for bankruptcy protection because of a, a general economic downturn, including rising interest rates and higher gas and heating oil prices, that had left customers with less disposable income. The executives also said new competition, unseasonable weather in the first half of 2000, and the tightening of trade credit contributed to its inability to operate profitably. Very curious. Now, in an interview... Just before the chain closed, analyst Eric Better of Landenberg, Solomon and Company said they really needed a perfect economy to get this thing moved, referring to the attempt at recovery after the restructuring of the company. But the recent consumer spending slowdown did not facilitate that environment. In early, in early January 2001, the chain started their liquidation sales, and the final store closed in March 2001, the same month and year I joined the New York Guard, by the way. So you can't blame me, folks. It's not my fault. I never even shopped in Bradley's. Don't blame the, don't blame the messenger, okay? <laughs> now, at the, <laughs> at the God, I should have done that. I couldn't resist. Now, at the time of its liquidation, the company had 10,000 employees and 105 stores in seven states. Many of its former store locations were purchased by Walmart, although other locations became the Home Depot, Foreman Mills, Shaw's Star Market, Target, Kohl's, Ocean State Job Lot, Bob's Stores, Marshall's, Dollar Tree, ShopRite, National Wholesale Liquidators, or Stop and Shop. Now, Stop and Shop owned much of its real estate even after it spun off the company. Now, Stop and Shop was acquired by a hold in 1996, and some former Bradleys were sold to other a hold divisions such as Giant. When the NASDAQ stock market suspended trading in Bradley stock, it closed at just under 22 cents. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a real shame at that point. Yeah. Probably cost you more to sell than to just let it fucking die at that point. I don't know what the, you know what I mean? They might have a minimum yeah. charge and everything to sell. So most people must have just said, okay, fuck it, I'm walking away from it. Let it just die. I think basically that's what they were doing. They were just walking away from it. They said, the hell with it. You know, Bradley's is pretty much toast uh, yeah. back at that time. Now, of course, I do remember seeing the Bradley's name on a building once. I forget where exactly. Uh, but it was shortly after I – it was like around – I joined the New York Guard March 8th in 2001, and I think it was in June, late June or early July, I had seen a store, uh, uh, an outside fascia of a store that used to be a Bradley's location. Since uh, Kmart shut, shut down all its stores, the empty store yeah. right here in, in Poughkeepsie Still has the Coles logo on it. They still have the uh, the cashier uh, spaces. Coles, right there. The Kmart logo. Yeah, Kmart. You said Coles. Oh, all right. I I meant Kmart. My apologies. All right. My no boo boo. My bad. So <clears throat> Kmart turned around and just shut down everything, leaving a lot of their end cap, their their shelves, end caps. Uh, cashier counters right there in the store. And no one since Kmart left has even looked at that building yet. It's completely a ghost town. Right behind Kmart's departure from that location, right next to it, or almost next to it, Payless Shoes. They shut their doors. A lot of these companies are closing their stores either because of, of, of economic downturn at the, t- at the time that they, were, they, that they were open. Not that the economy was bad, but for them it was, it was just a financial mess given the online, st- online markets where you could buy stuff online cheaper in most case, in some cases than you could in the physical brick and mortar stores and brick and mortar stores are becoming more and more obsolete the only brick and mortar stores that are going to be available are going to be grocery stores like stop and shop or shoprite you know places like that the st- the, the, the sad reality is this you know th- th- this was th- this started happening Long before Donald Trump even announced he was going to run for president, it was starting to happen uh, in the the mid, in in like mid 2013, 2014. So, hey, I saw a nice, nice bill. I don't know if they're for real or if somebody's making them up or something, but it's a good Trump uh, bill. Do you see it for 2020? It's the second post up from the uh, buyback that I put in the FFNO. It's really well done, man. It almost looks real. I looked at that. I went, damn. Gunslinger, did you see that thing? That will be a nice souvenir. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I hope they make it. Hey, God bless you. 
And also, I put in there uh, an advertisement for Utica. They have an, uh, what's her name? The Attorney General for New York State is promoting a gun buyback in Utica. And I don't think there's a limit on it, but they lowered their prices a little bit. They were paying $100 per rifle. God, I'd love to know where where to get one of those bills because is that I mean is that it, looks, or what? it looks real, but it looks real. You, look right above it in, in the upper left part of the of that picture. There's a there's a there's a credit card machine right there. Oh yeah, and that looks like the the kind that's used in uh, Stewart's. Oh, but that looks really looks good. fantastic. Yeah, unless somebody's wow modifying them out of a twenty dollar bill. Maybe they're making them up, adding a second twenty on it, and and putting Trump Trump in all over the place. I don't know. No, no. This this is this is a this was this was something that that was uh, creatively made. To look like a twenty-dollar bill, in a sense, or a a uh, financial note, but it's it's masterfully done because if you look on the just to the right of Donald Trump's uh, image, where his signature is, yeah. look right behind it. You see the you see a bald eagle, right? If this were any kind of Photoshop job, you'd know you'd see it almost immediately. So this someone went to a lot of trouble to make this. Still up. It's pretty good. It is. It, it, that that's a great marketing. That, that's a great way to market uh, his his campaign for 2020. It really is. Yeah. Because you look at that thing and it says Trump 2020 USA on the on the left side. Hold on a second here. Let me. I gotta open this up a little better than this, so I can read this better. Rolling a cigarette while I'm thinking about it. Okay. Come here, keyboard. I need you. Oh, that's a nice. Oh, very nice. Okay. Yeah, no. Someone created this. This is a. This is a. This was. This was a, a. A creation. That they. 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 They did this very. Very nicely done. I. I got a compliment. Whoever yeah. did this. It's got the the United States Federal Reserve System logo on it, which is great. Everything is right where it's supposed to be, but this is not Photoshop. This is. This is. Uh, this is a, a this is a genuine uh, crea- genuinely created. It's oh, impressive, definitely. I'll tell you that. Oh, very much so. Uh, yeah, you look at this thing and it's like masterfully done. I I, I wish they showed the other side of it though. You know, but they did a great job with it, and I'm going to save this because it looks that damn good.
Now, somebody posted some weird shit. They're liberals that are like, you know, tree huggers and shit. Check this out. And the guy's right. He said, I, I, you know, liberals, he says, one guy said, what the fuck am I looking at? And so one person said, I remember when activists would plant trees and clean beaches. Liberals are nuts. This looks like a cult ritual. Look what they're doing in public. These are the environmentalists. I don't know what town they did this in, but they really are. The liberals are fucking out of their minds. I don't know what that is. It's some scary shit. Mental illness, man. I don't know what town. Let me see if... No, it doesn't say what town this is from. Oh, Did it show up? Is that fucking weird or what? It looks like an hourglass symbol inside a circle on that green flag that this guy is walking around with. Yeah, I think they're environmentalists. There's some sort of a... The liberals are cult members. They're fucking... They're getting weirder and weirder and weirder. All right. I'm leaving to... I don't know, man. We're up against some real fucking Looney Tunes. All right. I'm going to share this on on the video feed, so let me uh, set this up uh, accordingly. And I did not want to switch to the video feed just yet, but that's okay. Man, them Looney Tunes are crazy. They're absolutely fucking nuts. They're fucking nuts. nuts. Lock them up. Lock these motherfuckers up. Throw away the key. Jeez. Wow. They're the ones that they folks. need the psychotropic drugs. Yeah, now, folks, Holy I'm showing shit. you what, what Mike's talking about here. Now, pay close attention to this guy right here. I stopped the video long enough. Look at the, the green flag that he's toting. It's, it's, it's a green flag, and in black outline is uh, what looks like an hourglass inside of a circle. That's apparently that's the group's symbol. That's my guess. That it's their symbol. So here we have that guy walking around. And then you have these tree hugger, whatever the fuck they are, what, what God only knows what the fuck they're wearing. But they've got half their face made up. They're wearing some sort of green cult costume. And it's not just women, it's men too. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these with these people? You know, I mean, are they that stupid? Look, I, I get it. You want to be tree huggers. So go to the forest and hug a fucking tree already. Stop dressing yourself up to look like, like fucking wackadoodles. And just go hug a fucking tree, please. Maybe this group is it squared off? Yes, I found it. You know what the group is called, George? I found them. They're environmental fucking lunatics. It's called the Extinction Rebellion. They're an environmental pressure group 
They use a circled hourglass known as the extinction symbol to serve as a warning that time is rapidly running out. Oh, well, if you keep walking around in public like that, yeah, I guess your time will be running out pretty soon, you know, especially if you do it down south. I don't know, Fred, they're walking all around. You might as well get the 12 gauge. Fuck it. Let's go get them. I'm <laughs> fucked. I, I, the extinction. Uh, maybe they want to be extinct. Keep it up. They will be. Hey Boyd, how you doing? Well, yeah, they will be eventually. I agree. It's too bad for them. Stupid. Uh, Boyd, you gonna join us on the line? You know, the more the merrier. Now. Wow, that was quick. Boyd's here. As soon as his line opens up, there we go. How are you, Boyd? Hi, Boyd. Boyd? I'm doing all right. Hang on, let me get my sound all squared away. All right. Aha. Uh-huh. Well... Yeah, that was that was that was in that that video was in London. You're out of their minds. Yeah, well, nuts. Who said they who who said they had any? Oh my God! Here we're gonna make a difference. Let's all walk around in green outfits with green makeup, and we're gonna look all spooky and fucking retarded, and people are gonna take us seriously. Okay. There was there was a there was another group that was all dressed in red like that. And what were they pissed off about? Global warming? Well, it's either they were pissed off about global warming or a member of their group didn't get their period yet. Take your pick. Oh, it could be. That's it. Yeah. I had to throw. I'm sorry, folks, for the graphic uh, description, but I had to put that out there. It just didn't seem like I could avoid it. Did you see that article about Alex Trebek? I've seen several about Alex Trebek. Uh, the one that just uh, came out. Last one I saw, he was given. He was going to give up the uh, the the, the uh, Jeopardy game show. Yeah, that came out on the ninth. He's battling his cancer. Yeah, someone that I just put it put it in the FFNO before the green people. And uh, actually, it's above the uh, Trump dollar bill. I, I thought he was all right. I thought it was in remission, but I guess not. That's too bad. Wow. It's a damn shame. He's He's been a game show host for decades. And what what's what gets me is I don't think there's anyone that could actually fill his shoes as host of Jeopardy. I really don't think there's anyone that could fill his shoes. Now Wink Martindale is still alive and he might be able to do it. The question would be, would he want to? 
you know. Um, and great, the newspaper came out with uh, the patch. Came out with a study based out of New City on how much money you need to earn to survive in the Hudson Valley. Uh, so, and they wonder why people are moving out. Not everybody makes money like this. You, no wonder you can't. How the fuck can you? How can you even afford rent when the prices are like this? And the government keeps pushing it higher and higher and higher. Also, Georgia C. Neither Lowy came out and admitted she is not going to seek re-election next year. Now that really? opens up the door. And now we're got yep. And now that opens up the door. Now we're going to wonder if uh, Chelsea Clinton is going to step forward and do it. I don't know if she will. Because she sounds Chelsea like Clinton, between her kids and California? everything. No, Clinton. She lives right here. Hillary's daughter. She lives in New York. Well, how could she take uh, take uh, Pelosi's spot if she doesn't live in California? Not Pelosi. Not Pelosi. Nita Lowy. Oh, Nita Lowy. Nita Lowy. She's uh, my rep because she has part of Peekskill. Fucking useless. A complete, she's been in office like 30-something years. This is another example. How many years? What are you doing? You're a career fucking politician. That's all you do. And they just keep reelecting her and reelecting her. She's got a lot of money put away. I mean, uh, and that money will roll over to the Democrats. Chelsea will do it or her mother will. Yep. Something tells me her mother might do it. But there's also rumors around that that Hillary might, might actually try to run again. Yeah, I don't think Hillary would step down and go down to a position in Congress when she was already in the Senate and she already was in the White House. In the White House. She had the you know, Secretary of State. I mean, shit, she had a high position. So going down, that's like one day running, helping, to, you're in management for the restaurant, and the next day you're a busboy. Would you want to do that? Uh, no. That's beneath her. She's I too wouldn't. high class now. I would not want to, that's for but, sure. But Chelsea is a stepping stone for the Democrats to groom her because they like that royalty. You know, it's it's the uh, the Clintons or the Kennedys of the of these Democrats today. That's what we're all afraid of over here. I hope not. Uh, and also, here's a New York City cop, a friend of mine, that just posted, well, seven hours ago. And uh, the police are upset. It's on a closed page, so not everybody sees it. They're upset about this article right here. And I agree with the cops. Fuck the New York City liberals. Uh, Fuck them. A perp is a perp. It's a perpetrator. Oh, that's not nice. You're ordered. You can't call them that anymore. Fuck you. Uh, really? You can't call them perps anymore? Yeah. Bullshit. No. Yeah, bullshit is right. Tell it to a career officer who's been on the job for like 10, 15 years. They're not going to stop calling them perps. That's bullshit. (sighs) 
And tonight, uh, at the Trump rally, they had thousands of anti-Trump protesters out there. Uh, I suspect Antifa, to be more precise. And uh, they were throwing stuff at the cops. They had one SUV surrounded. Cops were trying to keep them from interfering with that uh, SUV, trying to get out of there. I don't know if there was any uh, uh, problems that ensued afterwards. I haven't seen anything yet. But they were out there en masse by the thousands. And Trump had someone in the neighborhood of 19 or 20,000 people inside the arena. These anti these no. these protesters were burning MAGA hats, everything. It's it's nuts. Let me check the usual suspects and see if there's any mention of any problems. Uh so far nothing mentioned about the protesters. On the web, on the Fox News page, but Trump belittles Biden's with graphic language at the Minneapolis rally as chaos outside unfolded. So let's see if there's any mention of of, of problems in this article. Uh. Scores of Trump supporters as well as pro-impeachment demonstrators lined up hours before the event at the Target Center in downtown Minneapolis. At least one protester was photographed pouring milk on his face to counter the effects of pepper spray. don't know how effective that is. And chaos uh, chaos unfolded outside the arena with pro-Trump hats being lit on fire as some demonstrators harassed police and assaulted Trump prote- Trump supporters. Now the crowd erupted into applause. Uh, Trump remarked, it, isn't it much better when I go off script? So much better. <laughs> yeah. He even, he even uh, set the tone minutes, within minutes of taking the stage. Uh, as he relentlessly mocked ex-FBI officials and lovers, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, with a passionate, dramatic reading of their anti-Trump text messages. (laughs) Ain't that a kick in the head? And this was his first uh, rally since uh, the House moved toward impeachment over his handling of that July phone call. You know, it's it's ridiculous. To loud booing, now this is this is interesting. To loud booing during the rally, Trump slammed the Democrats as an America-hating socialist. He 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 uh, went after Ilhan Omar for being an anti, for being an America-hating socialist who minimized the September 11 terror attacks on our homeland. 
He also outlined comments from Omar that even top Democrats have admitted were anti-Semitic before asking, how do you have such a person representing you in Minnesota? I'm very angry at you people. She is a disgrace to our country, and she is one of the big reasons that I am going to win and that the Republican Party is going to win Minnesota in 13 months. And I saw that I, I, I was watching uh, the tail end of this uh, rally. Uh, they were they were there. The whole crowd was chanting four more years. And in sharp contrast to the send her back rallying cry from a July rally in North Carolina that was directed at Omar. Now, Trump later condemned that chant, which came after the president asked why unnamed Democrat congresswomen didn't go back and help fix, their, fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came, then come back and show us how it, how it is done. Well, I'll tell you what. Between you, me, and the lamppost, Trump, from what little bit I saw, he was on fire tonight. He was he was definitely hitting. The crowd loved it, and for him to get nineteen or twenty thousand people in that arena. And still thousands more outside watching on uh, on big screens. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure people want him impeached. So it's this whole this whole insanity that, that ensued in Minneapolis. I'm sure we're going to hear more about it in the days in, in the next day or two. <laughs> Now, what's this? Samuel Adams' new beer is illegal in 15 states and contains 28% alcohol by volume? And it's going to be legal in New York. I'm going to buy some just to put it away. It'll probably be a collector's item. It's, it's going to be allowed in, in New York. Fuck. I'm not. I'm not even a drinker, but I'll. I'll buy. I'll put that next to my Three Stooges, my case of Three Stooges beer that I've got in bottles. <laughs> I still. There I still go. got that. I told you that. I got. I got the yeah. promotional posters for it and everything. I'll. I'll put that with it. Fuck. As soon as I find out where they're selling it, why would you want beer? Twenty-eight percent. This isn't Canada. Canada is not even twenty-eight percent. I mean, it's higher than us, but. I think I forget what Labatt's Blue, what what they are up in Canada. Boyd, what is the Canadian beer? How much? I know it's a little bit more than us. I think it's thirteen. Yeah, it's not twenty-eight. Uh, Mike, did you read this? Yeah. Because no. it says here, it says here is a short read. Samuel Adams announced the release of its exclusive Utopias beer, a collection so unique. Only 100 casks were made, and it's illegal in 15 states. Each beer is barrel-aged and hand-bottled. The brewing company calls it America's most extreme beer. 
It contains 28% alcohol by volume and sells for $210 a bottle. The beer is yeah, set to release to sele- it's set to release to select locations on October 15th. While it is legal in New York State, which is surprising to me, by the way, the Utopia's collection is illegal in the following places. Alaska, Arizona, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, or West Virginia, meaning it can't be shipped or sold to those 15 states. Officials said the beer is illegal because of its high 28% alcohol by volume content compared to a standard at Sam Adams lager, which is only, which only has 5% alcohol by volume. Wow. So $210 a bottle. Yeah, but it's a big bottle. It's not like a regular beer bottle. It looks like it's pretty big. Isn't it? That is one big, it's an odd-looking bottle, to to be sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like kind of stupid to do that. Are you going to taste? I can see people wanting to have a beer because of the flavor. They enjoy the flavor of the beer. Are you going to taste anything with that much alcohol in it? Probably not. I don't think you taste anything. What the fuck is the sense? Well, Just to get a buzz? I guess one one bottle at twenty eight percent alcohol by volume. Okay, let me put it to you like this. All right, now back in my drinking days, I I, I drank all different types of beer, including and not limited to um, uh, Genesee, Heineken, Dark, uh, Genesee, uh, the uh, Lowenbrow. You know, all different types of beer. Yeah, Lohenbrau. I used to drink that, too. There you go. I was a beer connoisseur, man. Are you shitting me? I was a beer connoisseur, brother. Look, I drank Lohenbrau, Heineken, Schaefer, Schlitz, Schmitz, Budweiser, Miller. Flips, Flips. uh, and even what we what we call what we used to call here in New York back when I was drinking back in my drinking days, the Panther Piss of all beers and the cheapest beer you could buy, Peels. Oh. And trust me when I say, I if it was beer, with the exception of uh, <laughs> one beer which I tried and didn't like the taste of it at all, was. Um, uh, what's that stuff? Uh, uh, oh, good grief! It's been so many years. Something for it was something forty-eight or uh, God, bless it! I can't remember now. Uh, but it was it was a malt liquor that that was that 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 you know that a lot of uh folks in the in, in uh, predominantly black neighborhoods would buy oh cold and, 45 uh, 
45. That's Colt it. Colt 45. Thanks, guys. I tried Colt 45 once, and the taste of that shit was nasty. And I I never tried it again. I never drank it again. I, I just, it was gross. And uh, I remember a buddy of mine, he was drinking Colt 45, and he goes, what's the matter, George? And I said, dude, this stuff is disgusting. You guys can have it. I don't. No thanks. I'll stick to Bud or some other shit. And I went to. So while they're drinking their cold forty fives, I went back to the beer and soda, and I got me, you know, the the forty ounce Budweisers. And I said, now, you want to talk beer? Here's beer. Enjoy your forty five. I'll drink this. Thank you. And. Be, you know, like I said, I was a beer connoisseur. I drank all different types. The one that I did not try, believe it or not, was Samuel Adams. I never tried it. Not a one. Glad I'm over 25 years sober now because that would be too tempting to try. And as far as this... Uh, Two hundred and ten dollar bottle, a bottle of beer, twenty eight percent alcohol by volume. Could you imagine trying to drink more than one bottle of that shit? Now, as a, now as an alcoholic, or a recovering alcoholic, if I was still drinking today, I would try one. I, I try. I would drink one of those and probably be be drunk off my ass. Or by the second one, getting halfway through, probably passed out on the floor. That 28% by volume, yeah, I can understand it being illegal in, most, in, in some states. Why New York is letting it go, I have no clue. I can't imagine anybody drinking that shit. No. Well, they allow New York also allows the sale of Everclear, but they I, I don't know the difference of the, the proofs. There are two types of Everclear. There's a type they sell in Alaska, which is a higher, I think Alaska has a higher rate, and then there's a lesser potency that that's allowed in New York. There's two different types of potency. I forget. I don't know. I don't know the difference because I don't drink, but I know one's stronger than the other. And so maybe New York figures it's okay. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Well, whatever. I don't know what you're going to taste. I don't know if you taste anything. You you probably probably will taste something. I mean, I mean the 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 volume of alcohol in it in beer doesn't doesn't necessarily always affect the taste of the beer but it will kick your ass at that high of volume i'll tell you that right now okay think of think of think of the um, there's there, that uh, 150 proof rum imagine trying yeah. to drink a bottle of 100 150 proof rum that's 150 proof by volume by volume Okay, that's some potent shit. You'd end up with alcohol poisoning, or but your liver would do you for still, damage. It's, it's still, it's still not. Uh, I have uh, a, a 
as much alcohol in it as whiskey or anything like that. No. Oh, true. But when you're talking about beer, Boyd, I mean, we're talking about a, a beer that's 28% by volume, where their their standard Samuel Adams lager is only 5% by volume. And it's like, yeah. okay, that, that's 23% more than the standard. I can't imagine anybody being able to drink more than one of those. Well, you know, it's it would be uh, uh, about fifty, fifty or sixty proof, and that yeah. is what uh, uh, it would. Fifty or sixty proof uh, comes in about the same volume as I think some wines and stuff. Hmm. Well, then maybe that's how they allow it then. Yeah, There's but another malt liquor with a brown bottle, a brown label, like a seal. What the fuck is the name of that shit? I remember seeing that stuff before, too. It's along the lines of Colt 45. And there used to be, when I was a kid, Maximus Super. That doesn't exist anymore. But I, how much more liquor, how much more alcohol is in malt, malt liquor compared with a regular beer? Is there more alcohol in the malt liquor? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I, I, Does that uh, would explain why people were buying Colt 45? Well, let me see if I can look up the information on that here. Hold on a second now. Compared to like Mad Dog 2020. Like a Boone's Farm. Oh, here we go. Old English. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and that's another one hungry. that I couldn't stomach the taste of, by the way. I tried that, too. And it, yeah. yeah. And, of course, if I could actually... I don't, I don't even remember what that tasted like. I mean, the last time I even, I think I had malt liquor was, uh, man, I had it back in the 70s. Well, here's, I tried here's Colt 45. here we go. Uh, just to give you an idea, malt liquor is beer with more alcohol than the 3.5 or 3.5 or 3.54% alcohol by volume adjunct lagers that were standard in the U.S. through the first half of the 20th century. It's about 20% stronger than regular beer, between 4.5 and 8.5% alcohol by volume in its heyday. So now you can find double-digit malt liquor. Huh. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I never, I never got into any of that shit. I never understood it. I, I mean, I the only time where I, I would enjoy a beer 
is I used to make a, a custom pizza for myself in the restaurant. Every now and then I'd make a pizza with some fresh tomatoes, onion, fresh garlic, uh, and I'd put some anchovies. Now it sounds gross, Jeez. but the salt, the salt from the anchovies and the garlic and the tomato and everything, and, and the onion would give it a little sweetness and when it was cooked up all together and then I'd have an ice cold beer with it. What a rich flavor. That was the only time that I, but eating that pizza without the beer, no, I wouldn't do it. But with the beer, you know, fine. It was the only time I'd really enjoy a beer. And I haven't had one of those in 20 years. So it's not something I went out of my way for. Well, the term malt liquor is documented in England in 1690. This is the history behind the term malt liquor. As a general term encompassing both beer and ale, the first mention of the term in North America appears in a patent used by the Canadian government on July 6, 1842, to one G. Riley for an improved method of brewing ale, beer, porter, or other malt liquors. While Colt 45, St. Ives, Schlitz, Mickey's, Steel Reserve, King Cobra and Old English 800 are most closely associated with malt liquors in the United States. The beverage itself is older than these products. Clix, C-L-I-X, is often credited as the first malt liquor made in the United States, granted a patent in 1948. Me either. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I agree with you. I never heard of that one either. Uh, The first widely successful malt liquor brand in America was Country Club. Never heard of that one either. No. Uh, Which was produced in the early 1950s by the M.K. Getz Brewing Company in St. Joseph, Missouri. So there's that. There's a little education for you folks, especially all you still drinking folks that that like your malt liquors, well, there you go. Now you got a little history to, to 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 take a sip over. Not that I'm encouraging that, mind you, but you know, just letting you know. Um, but honestly, guys, you know, I wasn't drinking the stuff for the taste as much as I was drinking it for the effect. I was drinking beer for its effect only. I wasn't drinking it for flavor. Except with Colt 45 or Old English, I I tried those once and I was like, fuck this. Yeah. But, you know, that was me back in the day. <clears throat> now I am a coffee connoisseur to which I credit my good friend Mike for introducing me to uh, what's that that coffee uh, Javalia? Javalia. Yeah, that Javalia yep. is really it's, it's a good coffee. It really is. It is really is good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that that that, that surprised me um, about you know drinking the co- drinking coffee like I do is. 
I've tried all different types with this with with the with the Keurig. Even when I had the Keurig where I could use use my own coffee, which I kind of miss really. I really do miss being able to do that. But I I had a friend of mine because I ran I, I was out of coffee, so a neighbor of mine said, "Well, do you, do you need some co- do you need some coffee to tide you over till till you get to the store?" I said, "If you can spare some." She goes, "Bring a coffee can over to the house." Uh, my neighbor takes takes a, a a nice big scoop into a into a big thing of uh, Folgers coffee, puts about three about four or five scoops into into the thing, and and that held me over. For a couple of days until I got to the store, and I put I made a cup of coffee with with the Folgers, and it, you know it, it really came out nice. Now the one trick that I learned, which I was telling you about, Mike, with Keurig, and for all you folks out there that drink coffee uh, from a Keurig system, this is something you might want to keep in mind. When you, after you do, like say you got a 15 ounce cup, and you and and this is something you gotta you gotta play with the amounts with. Now, like for example, my uh, my coffee mug that has the Firefox News Online logo on it. I'll I'll start with eight ounces first, and then once that runs through, I'll lift the the, the lift the Keurig the the, the the cover for the Keurig uh, K cup. Lift it up just just enough to let it cycle to the uh, to, to to where you can use it again. Close it down, and then I'll choose six ounces, which will which fills the cup just right, where I can put milk or cream into it, and so forth. Now, the reason I I run through a second time like that is because you still you're still able to get the full flavor of the coffee. But you don't have to waste K-cups doing that. And that's what I do with this thing that I have here. Now, ironically, I'm drinking coffee out of a, uh, a, t- a, a 10-ounce cup. Well, it's, a little, it's about 12 ounces, actually. And this coffee mug, and I'm showing it on camera, I got this coffee mug back in 2011 at, an, at, a, at, a, at what's called a, a, an area convention uh, for 12-step recovery and the first one I had like this slipped out of my hands and broke on the floor well the young lady at the table felt so bad for me she she, she hands me another cup and says here you go honey I you know I I, I don't want you to you, you just you, you bought you just bought the mug and it, and and it broke and I don't want to see you go without your coffee mug this is you know, this is something special. And she hands me the mug, and I was very grateful, and I thanked her profusely. And I even told her, I said, "You don't have to do that, Miss. Come on now, that's that's not fair, you know, to you and 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 the folks that are selling these mugs." And she goes, "Don't worry about it. Enjoy." So when I once I I got to where I could wash out the coffee mug at a at a at a, at a meeting the next day, I wa- I washed it out good. Filled it up with coffee, and, it's, and I've had this coffee mug ever since. It's a, it, this is the only coffee mug that's lasted me eight years. Eight years. 
and it still has on both sides. I don't know if you're going to be able to see this on camera, folks, but it has uh, it has a symbol showing uh, uh, the, the 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 what's called the AA logo, and it says HMB Convention 2011, and it has a hand with a flower in, held in the palm. So. It's it's a it's it's one of my it's one of a few coffee mugs that I still have that are my favorites. But this one is my favorite of all because, you know, I actually take this with me uh, to AA meetings to drink coffee out of. And this one guy, bit of a comedian, kind of like Mike, bit of a comedian, he sees the coffee mug and he goes. Oh, we're special now. We have our own coffee mug. And I looked at him. I said, "That's right. It's my coffee mug. It's all and it's all mine. And and you know what? It's special because look at the lo- look at what's on the cup." And he took one look and he goes, "You were at that convention too?" <laughs> I started laughing. I said, "What do you think?" And he goes, "Okay." But getting back to the Keurig. That's what I do with it. I'll run it through once, then I'll run it through a second time, and it makes a perfect cup of coffee every time. Uh, there are some folks uh, who, like like you, Mike, you'll 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 use one cup and then you take up and then you'll toss it and then you'll put another one in, and it's like, right? You know, doing that is just a waste. No, because it gets weaker and weaker once you get the initial. Uh, brew out of that out of the grounds that are in there you're not going to get much it's going to be weaker anything you get out of it until finally there's nothing well that's why I only run I, I'm, I'm grateful that I can only run it through twice the second time is just right. to you know to, to lighten it up a little because with this it goes through I only have to do it once and it's a little stronger it's a little bit stronger than you know than normal and I, I don't don't get me wrong. I like strong coffee, but sometimes, you know, because of expense, you know, with the coffee and, you know, when you're, when, right. when you're, when you, when you want to try and save as much, keep as much as you have on hand to last you. And that's what, that's why I do it the way I do. It's also because, you know, I'm trying to make it, str- I'm trying to stretch it out as far as the amount of cake cups right. I have. So, but it works out for me rather well. It really does. Good. When I use the bigger cups, that's that's how I do it. When I use this one, I take a perfect cup of coffee every time. But one thing's for certain, that Keurig you've got, <laughs> I would, it would take me probably a couple of weeks to figure out the best way to run that. <laughs> yeah, it's versatile. It is versatile. I mean, there's a lot. Very versatile, it. no doubt. Um, I think I don't completely understand all the buttons. Does Weiss coffee do? Uh, I don't know, George. It does a lot of. I mean, it's. I don't know how everything. I know how to do it for what I want for my cup of coffee, and that's it. All the other buttons for hot water and this and that, and and shave and a manicure. I don't touch any of those. I just freaking leave those alone. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is. I don't, I don't know. You look at the Keurig and you go, 
Okay, who in NASA made this son of a bitchin' thing, huh? Yeah, I just, you know, I, I like I like being able to have a, a strong cup of coffee, and that's it. what I do is I, I end up running for my for my thermal cup. Uh, you saw me; I use two K cups, so it comes out strong. So I take a sip, and it's, you know, I hear the angels saying, "Hello." It's not as bad as Red Bull, but I wonder about that. Somebody in the military told me that, too. They said, this, this new generation, and I see it. The kids are not, the soldiers are not drinking coffee. It used to be everybody drank, I used to go through shitloads of coffee. But now if it's a support unit, a transportation unit, something like this, signals, they don't drink coffee. Infantry does. <coughs> Infantry guys, they drink fucking coffee. But the other groups, they, they don't. And a lot of them drink the energy drinks, the Red Bull and all that shit. So maybe they get their caffeine out of that stuff, I guess. You know, maybe that's what they're used to now, and they just don't. They're not drinking coffee like they used to. I, maybe they're used to lattes, double lattes. And, uh, and I'm sorry, we're not going to supply that. Not going to happen. You know, maybe Starbucks has spoiled them, and that's what they go for. And when they can't get Starbucks, they go for Red Bull. I don't know. I'm old school. I remember when we first went into the mess hall, there was an army unit we were cooking with, and uh, the NCO that was the head cook was using, like, cloth, cotton, like, dish towels. And he would dump the coffee in there, and he would tie it with a string and make balls of coffee and he'd boil the water and he'd fucking throw the balls in there to soak into the coffee and then he'd keep tasting it until he got the strength he wanted and then they'd fish the balls out of the water and that was the coffee. And I looked at it and I went, wow, no fucking way. I said, that's like one inch away from putting it in somebody's sock and soaking it in the water. Thank you very much. Not interested. But that's, I guess, the old army way of doing it. Fucking just Make yourself a sack and just throw it in like you're doing tea. Uh, that's old school shit. Yeah, that's that that. Wow, that's kind of definitely old school. Yeah, but you know, I I know what you're saying, Mike, about you know about with the with, with some of these units. I remember back when I was in. And you know this as well, just as well as anybody. Everybody gravitated to that coffee. It was coffee, coffee, coffee yeah. all day long. You know, and um, when we were up, the, that one time we went to the base uh, to bring to bring the to bring their food. Um, I remember seeing a couple of people with those Red Bulls, and I'm like, what the. I said, "Don't you guys uh, drink coffee?" And, and this one, and this one sergeant looks at me and goes, um, "Only if I can't get to get a Red Bull." It's like they're addicted to these uh, these Red Bulls, you know. I don't know. I remember the army telling me that they I'm prohibited from even supplying Red Bulls to the soldiers. They didn't want me. Supplying them. He said, you can't serve it in the mess hall. All right.
Yeah, I mean, they they say to you not to supply it, but yet the soldiers bring it on base anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. You don't want me to supply it, but yet your your, your people are coming on the base with it anyway. You know, kind of an odd, uh, an odd thing. Uh, maybe they gave up. Maybe they just, maybe by the rules they're not supposed to, but they do, and they just turn a blind eye to it. I don't know, because too many of them are drinking it. And there was a, for a while there, weren't they bitching about the power drinks? Remember there was one soda, one power soda that was... Um, what the fuck was the name? Jolt. Remember that stuff? Jolt Cola. Yep. I, we don't I see used that to, anymore. I, let me tell you something. Back when Jolt Cola was around, and 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 I mean a lot, I was working at at, at the Con Edison warehouse on Furnace Dock Road, the old Garage's Light Company building. And that building, that warehouse was. Uh, was basically for you know where they stocked a lot of the uh, materials needed for the outage phase at Indian Point. Well, anyway, I worked by myself, and one night I forgot to bring my coffee maker and stuff with me, so I stopped at the uh, convenience store uh, right there by the bowling alley. So I stopped in there and I bought, I bought. Like four, no, I bought six Joe Colas, not knowing really what it was. I thought it was just another another uh, cola, so I figured, eh, what the hell? When I get to the to the warehouse, in the first two hour, two and a half hours, I drank three of them. Holy shit, was I fucking wired? Yeah, caffeine. Isn't it? I think it's they're jammed with caffeine. What, the, the way it read on the bottle, and I, I should have read it sooner, twice the caffeine of regular colas. Twice the caffeine. So I can just imagine why the, the Army was saying, no, you, no, 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 no. Because at twice the caffeine, those four souls were, were wired for sound. I mean, seriously, they were they were fucking wired. And it's like, okay, so, you know, they, they, they banned those. Well, Joe Cola, like you said, isn't around. I don't think it's – it's still around, I think, but very, very sparse in locations. Um, but now they've been replaced with these uh, – energy drinks and all that shit. Things like Red Bull. And uh, I'm sorry. I, I Somebody offered to, to buy me a Red Bull, and I said, no, thank you, I'll pass. I, 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 there's something yeah, about I those Red Bulls that's too addictive. Yeah, I wouldn't want one. Um... I think, I think the 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 appeal of it is uh, they're supposed to have. I think they're like high in sugar content and caffeine content. 
I think that's what the the whole the whole idea behind that is. You know. Um. For me. All right. Um, to drink something like that. First of all, caffeine doesn't affect me like it used to. You know, because I drank so much coffee when I was a security guard. So basically, right. I just figured, what's the point of, of drinking something that's even twice the caffeine content of coffee when it doesn't even work on me anymore? You know, it's just a waste of money. I drink coffee because I like the taste. You know? But I, I think I think you're going to see a, see a lot of these uh, energy drinks start to decline eventually. You know, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. So that, well, Mike, I'm surprised that the, that that they haven't found a reason to uh, you know to stop them. Look at what they're doing with the vaping. Okay, they're going they're going yeah. uh, full full hard on to stop vaping. What about these energy drinks? Has anybody even bothered to do a study uh, on the long term effects of these energy drinks? I mean, seriously, they should. One reason they don't care. I mean, look at the, they never did do any long-term study on the effects of microwaves, okay? Not a fucking one study that I know of, and I keep up with it, have been ever con- uh, conducted, okay? And that's been around, what, 20 years now, okay? A cell phone. Oh, longer than 20 years. Microwave yeah. ovens? Yeah. It's been around yeah, a lot longer than 20 years. Well, longer than 20 years. Uh, um, cell phones that nobody has done long-term Exposure to those. Uh, no, actually, there has been some long-term studies on cell phone use. That's why a lot of people. Around. That's why it came out about the about the radio the the, the radiation factor. That's what they're bringing up. Yeah, because but there's no there's no you know from a from a kid to an older adult that had that hasn't happened yet because they haven't been around that long. Okay, not for to the general public. You know, you, they give them to you a dime a dozen now. Uh, yeah, now there's there's they're coming out about you know the, the exposure to the, the RF and all that stuff, and they're finally putting two two and two together, saying, "Oh, this ain't a good combination now." They're seeing it now. Right, but gunslinger, think about this too. They may be doing all these long-term studies, but has the federal government stepped in and said? You know anything about it? I mean, people are concerned about about the five G being an issue, and the same things that were said about four G is being said about five G, and yet no long no studies have been conducted on the four G network. So I sincerely doubt they'll do anything with the five G. It'll just become widely accepted and done. Now, like my cell phone, okay, this, the cell phone I have right, right now, uh, my, Mo, my, uh, Mo, my Moto uh, Z3, which is a fairly new phone behind the Z4, can work on the 5G network. But I only go as high as the 4G network. Figure that one out. 
So you you got all these um, different things, microwaves, cell phones, and what about the smart TVs? Okay. I just checked mine. Yep. I'm still on three. I'm still on three G because it shows three G up there in the corner. Yeah, but your cell phone is not a new. Is not a a, a more recent uh, new phone, is it? No, not it's brand not new brand. or anything. No, it's five, I, five years, five and a half years old. When when I when I left my uh, my 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 new phone um, at the range last month, okay, I had to switch back. I had to switch back to my older phone, the Moto G6. That's on the 4G network. The 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 other phone that I have, my my Droid Max 2, which is in, which is in the bedroom, that's 4G. So every phone I've owned in smartphones, from the the Droid Max, the Droid Max 2, right up to the one to the new one I have, are all 4G connection. But yet the the the, the Z3 I believe is a five is is, a, is, is connectable to, to the 5G. As a matter of fact. Uh, just to play it safe here. Let's see. Moto Z3 specs. And because I have uh, because I have the Verizon network, um, I'll look at the specs for that. Its initial operating system is Android 8.1. And it has four gigabytes of RAM. Uh, let me open this uh, up full so I can get the full specs on this. And by the way, this phone is $480 brand new. Now, the, the bottom line on this phone is the Moto Z3 is a capable phone that even without its impending 5G bona fide, it's, it fits into a strong mid-range lineup at Verizon. <clears throat> okay? So it has a storage capacity, which is expandable. Of It's 64 gigabytes, but expandable to a higher uh, storage capacity. The rear camera is a 12-megapixel camera. Uh, rear camera two. Hold on a second here. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, also, twelve megapixels. The front camera is an eight megapixel. Uh, it has a single a single front facing speaker. Uh, let's see here. Has a water repellent coating. I didn't know that. It also has a side fingerprint sensor. For face to unlock the face, I don't use it. It's not. Pro- I didn't program it to do that. Uh, but this this uh, is this is on the 4G system. Now my next think, smartphone eventually will be probably uh, on the 5G. 
I think mine's a 20 Google Pixel. 20 Google Pixel? Yeah, yeah it's only good for Google, Google Pictures. Google I call it Google yeah. Pixel. Everything's yeah. Google. I Google it. Well, the, 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 more precisely, it's megapixels, but, yeah, okay. So how, how many uh, is yours? On the no, I don't know. I don't think it, I, know. I, don't think, I don't think it's 20, whatever, whatever it comes to the iPhone. I don't know. Well, it, depending on the know. iPhone you have, and you can look that George, up. I don't know what model this is. It's the last one that came up with the smaller one because they give you two versions. You could get one that was big like a tablet, which you'd have a hard time fitting in your pocket, or the smaller version. I think that's right. I, I think mine's a smaller version. Well, I'm not even sure. Let's see if I can look it up. Maybe if I go to settings, it'll tell me what the fuck this phone is. There's got to be some of these buttons it says. I don't know what it is. I know they weren't cheap. I think it's a fucking ripoff. But it's like having a computer in your hand. So what are we going to do? You know, we, mm-hmm. we need these don't things. Don't push the button that says eject. Push all all the other ones. But don't push that one. <laughs> <laughs> or reject. <laughs> yeah, but settings. I'll tell you something. The one the one bad feature with with the with the Z3, before I got the protective case for it, uh, the Z3. Oh, uh, it's an iPhone it's eight. Such a slippery George is so slippery. It's not even funny. It's an iPhone eight. Okay. So let me. So I'll tell you what we'll do here. That's uh, what I got. I come on. iPhone eight specs. And the winner is Oh come on. I type iPhone. What the hell is wrong with you? Okay, the iPhone eight is it an iPhone eight plus or, or just the iPhone eight? Oh, iPhone eight. I okay. think the plus Technical is the bigger specifications. one. Yeah, well the the, the okay. Uh, it can it comes in uh, gold, silver, or space gray. Its capacity is 64 gigabytes up to 128 gigabytes. Uh, let's see here. It has a four. If, if yours is the small one, it's a 4.7 inch uh, HD display. Yes. Uh, let me see here. It has a. It has an A11 bionic chip neural engine, whatever the fuck that is. It is a single 12-megapixel wide camera. Um, Both models of both the small one and the large one. uh, Optical image stabilization, six-element lens, LED true tone flash with slow sync. Panorama up to 63 megapixels. Live photos with stabilization, wide color capture for photos and live photos, auto HDR for photos, auto image stabilization, burst mode, photo geotagging, and image formats captured are HEIF and JPEG. Uh, it's vid- the video recording is 4K video recording at 24 24- frames per second, 30 frames per second, or 60 frames per second. 
it is a 1080p HD video recording at 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second, or at 720 HD, which is uh, 30 frames per second. Optical image stabilization for video, two times optical zoom in, digital zoom up to six uh, up to six times. <coughs> uh, that's for the i the iPhone 8 Plus only. Um, LED True Tone Flash, slow-mo video support for 1080p at 120 frames per second or 200 frame, 240 frames per second. Time-lapse video with stabilization, cinematic video stabilization at either 1080p or 720p. Continuous autofocus video. Takes 8 megapixel still photos while recording 4K video, playback zoom, video formats are HEVC or H.264, uh, the, the last one, the latter being the most common. Uh, the FaceTime HD camera is a 7 megapixel, <clears throat> 1080p HD video recording at 30 frames per second, retina flash, Wide color capture for photos and live photos, auto HDR for photos, auto image stabilization, and burst mode. You have a fingerprint sensor built into the home button for Touch ID, uh, Apple Pay, Apple Card. Among the carriers that this phone is uh, able to be used with, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, and Verizon. And let's see here. You can do video calling with FaceTime video over Wi-Fi or cellular. Audio calling, uh, FaceTime audio, voice, voice over LTE, uh, Wi-Fi calling. Comes with Siri, obviously. Uh, yeah, you got a nice little phone there, but... That thing's expensive. Uh, its operating system, the base operating system for an iPhone 8 is iOS 13, uh, which iOS is the world's most personal and secure mobile operating system, packed with powerful features and designed to protect your privacy. Um, accessibility features help people with disabilities get the most out of their new iPhone 8, with built-in support for vision, hearing, mobility, and learning. You can fully enjoy the world's most personal device. Now, some of these features include voice control, voiceover, Zoom, magnifier, RTT and TTY support, Siri and dictation, type to Siri, uh, switch control, closed captions, assistive touch, and speak screen. Wow. And, of course, some of your built-in, oh, my Lord, have mercy. you got a lot of built-in apps on this son of a bitch. So, yeah, your your phone is quite nice for as, as iPhones go. <laughs> and I don't use any of them. I don't have any of those fucking, I, yeah, I don't use a lot of that shit. I have no idea. I use basic and use it for the computer and stuff, and I'm fine. 
I don't download apps and keep it busy. I've got the important ones like my ghost, uh, my ghost radar. I use the ghost radar a lot, especially if I run into somebody that's an asshole. Then I turn on the ghost radar and it has a radar screen and it'll tell me if there are any ghosts in the area. It'll come up as a blip and it picks up random words. Yeah. And then I use it and I scan the person. I say, you know what? My retard screen says that you're right here. It's I already identified you. You're locked in. You're not. That makes oh, any sense. Oh, brother. Well, I have fun I mean, with it. It's, it's obviously <laughs> you use the camera. Use the camera app. Yeah, I use the use camera. The video I'll use. And you, I, I'm sure you use FaceTime. Yep. Sometimes I use FaceTime. So now, is FaceTime it's, it's, the equivalent to Facebook, or is it something different? No. Face FaceTime, I can if somebody else has it, I can if I get you know, like doing what we do on Skype. I can hit it and I can have a phone call where we can see each other. Hmm. Okay. So it's sim- it's a similar app to Skype for the yeah. iPhone. Cool. And right. Of course, uh, you use Siri, obviously. No, not that often, but yeah. Sometimes I do it. I get into arguments with our phone. Yes, I do that when I'm driving. Or I'll send a text. I'll say, send text message. What would you like to send? I can't believe Chuck Schumer is up at this late hour. Of course, it, it, I get a repeat tweet from Chuck Schumer that was like 14 hours ago. Oh, brother. President at real Donald Trump is aiding and abetting an ISIS jailbreak. This is what Schumer said 14 hours ago. <sighs> it's the, the the Turks used artillery and shelled a prison where some of the ISIS, 60 ISIS members are being held, and it's under the control of the Kurds. I, you know, George, I just everybody, they're using this whole attack against Trump, and there's more going on, and we don't know what's going on. And I just, I'm just sitting back going, yeah, okay. Here, for example, now, if you go to, right here, go to your FFNO. Okay, give me a second. I'm now, rolling a cigarette. Now, this is, uh, apparently, the Turks, which I don't trust them with, I, it, I trust them about as much as I trust ISIS. I don't trust the fucking Turks, but then again, it's, with me, it's because I'm Greek. I don't fucking have any use for them anyway. But so as far as manufacturing fake numbers and everything, I have absolutely no doubt that they're going to lie and say whatever they have to. If there are artillery hitting a town, I have no doubt that they'll put weapons next to dead bodies of civilians and say, look, those were Kurdish fighters and we just killed them. And they claimed that 174 Kurdish fighters were killed. I don't think so. Uh, the reason I don't think so is, um, I'll tell you right now, is an article here. Um, 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 um. Okay, we're going to go back. Let's go back in time to 2015. Yes. Set the time machine. Okay, yes, set, now set the way back machine. That's it. The Wayback Machine. Machine 2015. Yeah, that's it. 
Now, here's an article from 2015. <laughs> now, this article, Kurds, the Kurdish fighters took on ISIS for the Battle of Kobani that lasted 134 days. And they kicked the fucking ISIS fighters' ass. They surrounded it, and they, they ended up taking the city. And the uh, ISIS really, that was a big loss for them. They lost, that they, they figured on at least a thousand ISIS troops were killed in this battle. Whereas the Kurds only lost 300. And you're talking fucking toe-to-toe, house-to-house, some heavy-duty fucking fighting. Now, you mean to tell me that all the Turks were able to kill if they were really going after an army? Because these guys are thousands of fucking Kurds, man. There's 174? Uh, no. Now, what? this is what I see. After talking to our guys that were over there and everything about it, we're really supporting ISIS, uh, the Kurds, no problem. Kurds have thousands of ISIS fighters that they're holding. They've got them in prisons and stuff. They're holding them. So we've got a, an investment, so to speak, in that because they don't, they're not in our hair. The Kurds are taking care of them. I'm sure the Kurds beat the fuck out of them every day. Good for them. All right. But anyways, any heavy duty equipment that the Kurds have, that they got from us, uh, artillery, tanks, anything, uh, even air assets, anything they have. What the Kurds were doing was they were hiding them on the American bases because they were getting attacked even for years now. Two years, they were getting attacked on their bases by the Turks. Every day or two, there were attacks that were coming in. And so rather than risk losing any of those assets, they'd keep them on the American bases. And when they need them and they go out on missions with us and stuff, then they'd take them off the American bases. But that was their stuff. Give it to us, my Now, I have no doubt that this is, in my mind, what I could see happening, that now, Turkey has been really, it's like you're dealing with a prehistoric fucking caveman. That, that Middle Eastern mentality is alive and well. Er- Erdogan is a piece of shit. And he's been causing a lot of problems with the Greeks. Well, now America just cut a deal with the Greeks for Alexandropoli. It's a, they're putting in a port, a big Navy base right up close to the Turkish border on the part of Greece that extends over towards Turkey, where Istanbul is, up on the top. And they're putting in a base over there, and there's going to be air up there also. And for a while there, Turkey and Greece were going toe-to-toe. There was even a Greek pilot that was killed. It was an accident, but he was killed uh, hmm. with this. And Greece, Greece has been wondering what the fuck is going on. Why aren't the Americans helping us? What did the so then what the Turks did was they started doing oil exploration in the water off of off of Cyprus that doesn't belong to them, and they had their deep sea fucking vessel went over and the Greeks and the Cypriots were like what the fuck is this what are they doing so the Turks were ramping shit up because they're afraid they're scared to death of the Kurds they hate the Kurds because Turkey owns part of the land that belongs to the Kurds. And they're not going to give it up. They don't give a fuck. 
They, that's their land, and the Kurds have been like terrorists to them. They want that land back. So there's an ongoing dispute that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. So there's, there's a problem over there. So now you have two things in play. The Turks are fucking with the Greeks and fucking with Cyprus. And then also the Turks are fucking with the Kurds. So they want a buffer zone because they don't trust the Kurds. And we had two observation areas posts that were up right next to the Turkish border, up in Kurdish, you know, the Kurdish area. Because the northern part of Syria and the northern part over there into Iraq is Kurdish territory. That was mm-hmm. part of their, originally their country. So what we did was a couple, a couple of days ago, a week ago, whatever it is, Trump probably, this is what I could see happening, went to the Kurdish higher-ups because they're allies of ours. They've really helped us a lot in the battle with the, Kur- with the ISIS guys. And said, look, I'm going to give you this, this, this. I'm going to give you the latest technology for this. I'm going to give you ground-to-air missiles, defense systems. I'm, I'm going to, we're going to upgrade your weapons. We're going to give you more armor. We're going to give you, going to give you, so you guys are going to be good. Medical supplies, ammunition, we're supplying. This is what we want in return. Pull your troops back. There's going to be a, a, a buffer zone. The Turks are going to invade to face, save face and to make themselves relax into Syrian country, into Syrian property over the border. And you guys pull back. Don't take them on heavy duty. And so you're not losing any assets. Just pull back. Let let the Turks come in and take it as a buffer zone because they are active over here and as well as the Russians are active over there. So, and that way you're not losing anything. You're getting all new equipment. And if you really wanted to take them on, George, if if I was to put money on something on a ground battle, uh, not counting air, because the Turks do have a fucking air force, and the Kurds don't have an air force like that. But if they have ground air missiles, then they could fuck the Turks up royally. But if it's a ground battle, the Kurds will kick the fucking Turkish out. They'll kick their asses because Turkish troops are not exactly elite. And these guys are seasoned combat veterans now, men and women. And they have no fear. They've already proven themselves again and again. They're motherfuckers. And from the guys that I've talked to over there, they said the women are even worse than the men. The women are no joke. So Wow. When they, when they tell me, when I, when I see read that article that says that, that the Turks killed 174, yeah, I... Don't buy it. I bet you a high percentage of that is probably civilians. If the Turks had really taken on Kurdish forces, the numbers would be a lot higher than 174, and the Turkish military would have lost double, triple the amount. So I think there's some sort of political game going on myself. But that doesn't see, see, the liberals aren't analyzing it like that. Because what complaining do you hear from the, from the Kurds right now? Nothing. Oh, well, why is that? If, if like the liberals are saying, look at Trump, he abandoned them. Look, he's a retired admiral from the Pentagon, and he's saying that Trump is fucked up for leaving them and abandoning an ally. Oh, my God. Well, okay, well, where are the Kurds bitching about it? How come they're not going to Reuters? How come they're not going to, to Russian media and everybody else and, and the BBC and complaining? Well, they're not. Because I think this was all in the works. I think it was a political deal. 
keep the fucking Turks quiet. Keep them happy. Here, you got a bone. You got your buffer zone now. And now, in return, we're going to give you this buffer zone. You're going to shut your fucking mouth with Cyprus. Back off in Greece. Um, Okay. With the Middle East, it's all about saving face. It's image. That's what I think is going on here. Otherwise, it was a full-blown... Right. The Democrats aren't going to admit that. They're going to use this against Trump saying... Look, he's abandoning our allies. No, he's not. But he's not going to tell you what the fuck he's doing anyway. So you can keep guessing and making up your fake stories and using it to attack Trump all you want. But in reality, this is tactics. This is big world games now. And you're still in your diapers, so just sit there with your fucking lollipop and shut up. Yeah, that's uh, remember, the, remember the pat remember the patches that I got that that buddy of mine mm-hmm. gave me. Yeah, does that look like that? Those came from a ragtag fucking military to you? Fuck no, they're professionally made, velcro back. These guys are supplied, and they've got money behind them. They're funded and everything else, and they did a motherfucker job on ISIS. And they're very powerful, and they got an army, and they're still in northern Iraq, um, Iraq as well. Do you hear the Iraqi government going after them? No. No, you don't. So there's, there's more to it. There's more to it. And so, and this is what Schumer's saying. Yeah, oh, Trump. Trump it. Okay. He helped those guys get free. For all we know, the U.S. government could have told Turkey, here are the coordinates for that ISIS fucking, for a prison with 60 ISIS members in it. Hit it with artillery and flatten it for us so we don't have to deal with them. Oh, thank you very much, Mr. Trump. We will take credit for this. We don't know. We don't know. Hey! Well, the way I see it is this. The Democrats are going to try their hardest to uh, make Trump to be out the ba- to be the bad guy. Right. And the only thing they're succeeding at is nothing. Because Trump did what he felt he had to do. Okay? And whether you, you agree with it or not, the fact is he's the commander-in-chief. And being the commander in chief, you know he's he's got to do it his way. And as far as I'm concerned, he did exactly what he's what he needed to do at the time he needed to do it. And that's what a commander in chief is supposed to do. I mean. You could see it. I mean, it makes sense. If, if our side sat down with the Kurds and said, look, here are the tactics. This is a game we're going to play. And you're going to pull back. You're not going to lose shit, really. Just pull back, and this is what you're going to get in return. 
and they're not going to stay there forever. Let them get what they want. And, they, and in return, you're going to get this, 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 and this. I have no doubt that something like this happened. And we, did, we do sneaky shit, too, all the time with this. Look at us, allowing the Kurds to hide their heavy-duty stuff, all their major weapons and artillery and everything else, to hide them on the American base so the Turks wouldn't be able to hit them. Oh, what's with that? Does that sound like we're enemies of the Kurds? Fuck no. They're our allies. So, yeah, it's it's more to it. But but people get people rely on the media to, to give them the slant and tell them how to think about it. Here, this is how you'll analyze this, so you understand. No, you're not. You're not getting all the fucking facts. And if I didn't have that information from our guys that were in Syria on those bases and dealt with the Turk Kurds and get the media. Now, I might look at it differently, too, out of ignorance because I didn't know this stuff. You know, but when you combine it with fragments from this, this article, that article, everything else, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it means that Turkey is just, they're being, they're just fucking cavemen and look, they're taking the credit for something and Erdogan needs some sort of a, you know, something for a feather in his hat to his own people. Look what I'm doing. I'm going after those terrorists. Yeah, okay. Because otherwise he can't. How's he going to justify all of a sudden pulling back and leaving Greece alone and everything else? Because they need crisis to maintain their control. He's basically, he's a dictator. It's called crisis management. Yeah. And then you, for the solution, oh, look, oh, look, but... We secretly created this for you. We created a great solution. And they do it all. Yep. Yep, they do it. It's, it's a big game. So that's why I say I don't trust those numbers that they're saying in the newspaper now that the Turks are claiming 174 Kurds killed. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Uh, Well, the bottom line right now is, what's next? Um, it's like the Democrats sit around the table thinking, what can we blame Trump? Ooh, fucking here, look. He's abandoning the Kurds. Outstanding. We can use that against Trump. Okay, so everybody start writing up articles about what a piece of shit. Find some retired politician, political type uh, military officers, officers, and get their opinions on it that are anti-Trump. So that's just one more thing we can use against Trump. We have to shovel as much anti-Trump shit out there from every aspect we can. And this is perfect. He's walking away from the Kurds. Look what he did. He pulled our troops back. Shame on Trump. Is that the way we treat our allies? I don't know. That's the way Obama treated our allies. Obama did that to everybody. But he didn't cut any special deals behind the scenes with anybody. He just fucking did it. Here, I'm going to draw a line in the sand. All right, everybody crossed it. Then what? Can I get you something to drink? (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. Well, we'll see. see what happens. It's it's insane. (laughs) It's what it is. (laughs) But at the same time, too, 
like I said before, you know, the Democrats are going to try and spin this and twist this any way they fucking want. And yep. my biggest concern in all of this is how Trump handles it as it, you know, down the road. Now, the other thing that came out today, well, technically yesterday, was a connection to that first whistleblower between Biden and the whistleblower. Oh, really? Yes. Apparently, this guy uh, this guy worked for Biden when he was Veep. Yeah, so this person worked for Biden. So this this definitely puts that person in the in it as a Democrat plant, the way I see it. So somebody up there is not getting their uh, their shit done right. And that's the Democrats. They're not somewhere along the line. They're forgetting that shit's going to come. The shit will come out in the wash, and look what's coming out now. So somebody better get their shit together, otherwise they're going to fuck themselves more than they're already fucked. Now, I'm going to see if I can track down the, the information on this. Because I haven't seen anything in, in, in the media too much about it. But we're going to see what we can find out here. Uh, let me just uh, close a couple of items here. There we go. There we go. Okay. Close that and go here and Biden connection whistleblower. According to the Washington Examiner and even the New York Post, We'll go with the Washington Examiner piece. Joe Biden worked with whistleblower when he was vice president, officials reveal. Ooh, how very interesting, eh? The 2020 Democratic candidate with whom the CIA whistleblower had a quote-unquote professional tie is Joe Biden, according to intelligence officers and former White House officials. Lawyers from, for the whistleblower said he had worked only in the executive branch. The Washington Examiner has established that he is a career CIA analyst who was detailed to the National Security Council at the White House and has since left. On September 26th, the New York Times reported that he was a CIA officer. On October 4th, the newspaper added that he was detailed to the National Security Council at one point. Michael Atkinson, 
The Intelligence Community's Inspector General told members of Congress that the whistleblower had a professional tie to a 2020 Democratic candidate. He had written earlier that while the whistleblower's complaint was credible, he had shown some indicative, oh boy, of an arguable political bias in favor of a rival political candidate. A retired CIA officer told the Washington Examiner, from everything we know about the whistleblower and his work in the executive branch then, there is absolutely no doubt he would have been working with Biden when he was vice president. An experienced CIA officer, an experienced CIA official on the NSC with the deep knowledge of Ukraine that he demonstrated in his complaint, it is probable that the whistleblower briefed Biden and likely that he accompanied him on Air Force Two during at least one of, of the six visits to the, the 2020 candidate made to the country. A former Trump administration official speaking on condition of anonymity to discuss intelligence matters said Biden's work on foreign affairs brought him into close proximity with the whistleblower either at the CIA or when he was detailed to the White House. The former official said this person, after working with Biden, may feel defensive towards him because he feels Biden is being falsely attacked. Maybe he is even talking to Biden's staff. Maybe it is innocent Maybe not. So uh, it goes on to, to talk about how Biden was, was Obama's point man on Ukraine, making a half dozen trips there in his eight years as vice president. Those trips involved briefings from senior intelligence officials and NSC officers some of whom traveled with him to Kiev and elsewhere. So looks like there's a, a direct tie and connection to Joe Biden with the whistleblower. Yeah, something's going on. Hey, Rob, Rob just showed up in the chat room. And we're getting ready to, I'm getting ready to close up shop here in a few minutes. Too bad you didn't show up sooner. We were talking about California earlier tonight and the power problems they're, they're, they're having. But one thing's, yeah, exactly. Now, guys, I'll put it to you like this. We're going to probably hear more about this connection between Biden and the whistleblower in the days ahead. Yeah, we, we were talking about Hillary just very, very briefly. Yeah, that's speculation. I highly doubt she will. Uh, he's, bringing up, he's, he's talking about uh, how we were talking about Hillary for 2020, but that was a very brief mention. Because the way I see it is this. If she jumps into the fray 
first of all, the Democratic Party is not going to trust her. Okay? Seriously, they're not going to trust her. Not after she blamed them, the entire DNC, for her losing 2016. So I sincerely doubt she's going to try it again. Uh, sounding like you guys were all in. All in for what? What, Hillary? <laughs> what the fuck are you smoking? Seriously, what the fuck are you smoking? Hey, George, you see that You see that uh, Australian hat that I put in there? Boy, you still there? He's still on the line with us. Give him a second. I put in a link for a military antique dealer called the Flying Tiger. And did you see the hat, the Australian slouch hat? Uh, I'm waiting for it to open here. Okay. Interesting hat. A rare and beautiful World War II Australian Army slouch hat by Akubra with badge. That was the standard slouch hat that the Australians used in World War II. I've got one in the collection with a felt patch for depending on what regiment and everything they were with. Some of them had the patches, some of them didn't. All right, no problem. And uh, they sell for anywhere from one to three hundred bucks. You know, depending on what units and if they still get the badge on them and if they still get the hat band on them. You know, they haven't been fucked with, as it were, and everything. But I mean, you've seen them in movies and stuff, right? You've seen them wearing those. Hmm. Well, I went. I went I've into an antique shop. I went into an Never antique shop. Saw a close shot, but that's all. Okay, I went into an antique shop. shop. And there's the pictures. Look what I found. Uh, Not yet. I'm awaiting. But uh, just let you guys know nothing's come up yet. All right, I'll well, we'll try um, two at a time. Oh, there we go. Rob's Rob. Uh, before I go back to that, yep. Rob said, "Did you see that article about the gas pump with that gal that spoke at the UN for climate change?" Okay. Uh, okay. Hello. And you found this at a at a at a antique shop while you were up there? Yeah, I found it two days ago in an antique shop, and I picked it up and I know right away what the fuck it is. And I looked at it and okay, it's dusty and it was sitting in the corner and the and I said, uh, how much for the hat? Oh, there's a there's a price in it. No, there's no price in it. She said, let me see it. Took a look. She said, well, you know what? The badge is kind of nice looking. Um, give me eight bucks. I, Okay. Not bad. Eight bucks. Yeah. And those I'm happy. Go as high as how much? And that one hundred to three hundred. What? I said that one. The one you got looks like it's even been used. Yeah, it looks like it's it's seen some action, doesn't it? 
It it looks like it. Oh, somebody had it in the state. They said, yeah, we cleaned out in the state. And, uh, but they don't know. The antique dealer didn't know. And just, ah, oh, eight bucks. I went, fucking hey, all right, I'll take it. I'm happy with it. I mean, it's not mint. I'll try to clean it up. And uh, but for display, it's intact. It's still got the hat band. They got a name for that. I forget what the name, Australian name. But it's got the badge on it. And if you can tell by looking at it, that's not a civilian fucking hat. You know what I mean? That was meant to be. It was a military World War Two. I'm happy. Really happy with it. Yeah. So you never know. Uh, if you look around enough, yeah. this stuff still can be found. The, the, what, the one, the one that uh, you showed us previously looked like it was brand new out of the box. Yeah, the dealer one, didn't it? I mean, I'd rather have one with a personality like this. It's showing its age, but the edge is afraid. But oh well. Well, it's kind of neat, though. One quick, one quick final item. Uh, it, it, you got to scroll back in the FFNO to, to find it. Uh, Rob posted this earlier. Uh, it's from the Babylon Bee, which, I, if I remember correctly, is something similar to uh, the Onion. Or the Duffel Blog, yeah. It's satire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a satire page. Well, he posted this in the uh, in the FFNO chat earlier uh, in the day, and it talks about new law requires you to listen to Greta Thunberg lecture before purchasing gasoline. And that's that is a gag. That's that's not a real story. Yeah. It's just that's just yeah, a, it's joke. a joke. Okay. So if you're if, if there's if if there's a new law requiring you to listen to Greta Thunberg and her lecture before purchasing gas, trust me, it's bullshit. It's a joke. That's what the Babylon Bee does. They they they're they're a satire site. I mean, if you see if in, in amongst the must reads, if, you, if it's on your if you look if you're able to see it. Under entertainment, it says media horrified by lack of violence at Joker screenings. Yeah, no, I don't think they are. But like I said, it's a, it's a satire site. Uh, funny, yeah, it's uh, it's okay. I, I'm not laughing with it. But guys, unfortunately, time has escaped us as always. <clears throat> so, thanks to Rob. Gunslinger, Iggy Mom, Mike, Boyd, Ron Reck when he was here briefly early in the show, and of course everyone else listening and viewing by archives. We will be back on Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central and 8 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Broadcasting Network. And I don't know if Ron Reck and will be doing Crazy Nation Radio Friday night. I just don't know. Um, I'm not planning on anything, but if Ron does not do something, and I'm going to try and find out from him if I can. If I don't hear from him, I will throw something together. 
But if he does go on the air, I will cancel it almost immediately. But if I throw anything together, it will just be on mixed video platforms, uh, not on Blog Talk Radio. Okay? So with that being said, as always, I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, don't name it after me. Until next time, y'all have a good one. We're out of here. See you later. Good night, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. If you have any comments you'd like to share, we'd like to hear from you. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. 